the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Snack Specs. Uh, this, episode this episode is it, brought to you by the foundation to make Mark Zuckerberg feel again. Yeah, that's, I mean, talk about a fucking pointless, pointless <laughs> foundation, dude. I was going to say... Just, that, please, an iota of empathy yeah, for Mark Zuckerberg yeah. would go miles yeah, for us right fun. now. Dude, that tank's been dry for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if he was ever even born with empathy, to be honest. You mean manufactured? Yeah, probably manufactured not. with empathy. Yeah, no, probably not. I was watching. This. I go oh, what were you saying? No, go ahead. I it was it was robot related. I when I was waiting for you, I'd watch the battleship movie. No, you know, which um is not good. It, no. Although it does, it has, it has. And I was saying it to Reagan. This kind of like big budget charm. Like big budget Hollywood charm that you just don't get with like Netflix action generics now. Yeah, there's just the thing is the movie added a lot of screen time it didn't need. Netflix doesn't roll like that. Yeah, They're like true. cut that shit. I don't yeah. give a fuck about it. And this explosions. movie was like forty minutes way too long, which I was like, holy fucking Christ! And it's explosions. Netflix doesn't really fuck with like hella explosions. No, dude. And I was gonna say, oh, dude, the. They were doing broad daylight, full beautiful renders, amazing yeah. effect. It looked very good for like a 2012 movie or something like that. It looked amazing. Uh, I rewatched. Uh, we rewatched Event Horizon, and uh, I totally was like, I like I watched that movie like years and years ago, and I was like, it's not a bad movie. And then we rewatched it a couple days ago, and I was like, this is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, uh, it, damn, it was bad. It was like super like. The pre- oh, yeah, that movie is... Oh, isn't that movie, like, famously terrible? Like, the, the premise is cool. It's like a spaceship, and the Doctor made this ant- this deep gravity thing, and it's supposed to basically, like, warp the spaceship from one point in the universe to another, and then bring it back, and they unlock some demon realm, like, hell, basically. But uh, it's just, like, super corny and everything, and, like, fucking... Like the punch, like when people are punching each other, it's like Batman cartoony punch sounds too. And I'm like, oh. why would you put that in this movie? Like, who thinks that Dude. sounds like a punch? Like, it doesn't make that, any sense. We, I, and that brings reminds me because of the uh, you're changing your mind on it. I have to unrecommend to the followers, the listeners, fucking Sweet Tooth because I don't know. Season two just came out. We started it up. I was like watching it. And I was like, hey, Reagan, do you hate this? I, 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 I hate this. Like, I think this is fucking so stupid yeah, as fuck. And uh, it's really cheesy. And we were watching it with the subtitles on, which is normal because most TV shows yeah, yeah, are horribly mixed. But um, the subtitles were like, they were so specific. They were kind of ruining the show for me. Uh. They were like. They were like poignant, touching music starts, and I'm like, Ugh, "Shut up!" Okay, yeah, I guess the scene is trying to be that, you know? <laughs> like, it really just. And then, and the movie like started like leaning on like the kid character a lot, like yeah, yeah and it was just kids, like a fuck it. I no, I don't. 
No. We, Just go go watch The Last of Us. Yeah. Skip Sweet. Yeah. Go watch The Last we, of Us. Uh, we watched this fucking movie that was like, it was really, we didn't plan on watching, but the titles what got us it was called Old People. Um, okay. It's a Polish, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a Polish film about like old people rising up and murdering everybody. And honestly, okay. <laughs> the beginning, you're like, this is fucking like, this is interesting, I guess. And then as the, because it's, it's Polish. So we watched it, uh, with dub and subtitles or whatever. And you did dub? Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I didn't feel like reading all night. Um, sure. And it, it was honestly a movie we weren't really interested in. And then we were like, Oh, okay. Hold on now. And it wasn't for what it, like if the title was better, it would be a, a good movie. Like it's, I, well, I say good. I, I, it would be a, a movie. It would be. It was it better. Would, <laughs> it was better than I expected. It was like it is so. It, you're, they're like in this little Polish village, and there's like this fucking old people home where it looks like I'd rather die than ever end up there. I'd rather fucking be put through a meat grinder than end up there. And oh hell yeah! Uh, w- there's like a wedding happening, and all the old people are sitting by the window and listening to the music of the wedding. And one of the orderlies comes in, and he's like, "Fuck you, old people!" and shuts the window, and they kill him. And then the old people all rise up and start killing a bunch of people. And I'm just like, I like what part of me is like, what's the premise here? Like they have, they have like, <laughs> you're super- watching the movie and yeah. you're like, wait, why is this happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, it has this whole quote in the beginning about like, Oh, the generational gap. I'm like, do they have like superhuman strength? Cause I just punch a bitch in her fucking hip and like, be good. Like I would not need to worry about anyone else. I will say the main old guy, like the dude who's like, you know, kind of the unofficial leader of the uprising Big motherfucker. He's a huge dude. He is giant. He's like six foot something and just large and in charge. So I get not being able to take down that guy, even though he's like 70 something. He's probably fucking, you know, still built just by size alone. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Remember the great Kali, he could kick my ass to this day. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As old as he is. So, and there's like this scene where he like walks into this cabin while this newlywed couple is fucking slapping hams and. He like is looking for a weapon and walks past the perfectly good fucking axe that was used for chopping wood that's in the cabin and like takes his sock off and puts a giant steel ball that was on a headboard in his sock. Oh, and that's what he kills him. With. And I'm like, all right, all man, right. Whatever cool. you're feeling, dog. And then the, <laughs> the it, cause it's like, it's like this couple's getting married and then her sister has two kids and her ex-husband is there and dating one of the nurses that works at the elderly home. And they like kind of rekindle their thing and they have a family song. And the nurse lady is like, I'd hate you cause you don't love me. So I'm going to sacrifice your daughter to the old, people it's like why okay. what okay what the fuck dude no what why Just, yeah what's wrong with you dude it was it wasn't as bad as i as we expected it to be battleship had like this one whole arc of like uh the guy's girlfriend and this pair of, or mm, i don't know double amputee i don't know what you call is there like a shortened word for someone who doesn't have both of their legs i don't know i thought but, I, I, I i mean amputee i would imagine i mean if they were blown yeah. off or you, do you call them still an amputee like uh, you know what i mean i was just forcefully amputated yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah a non-consensual amputee yeah, non-consensual yeah. Consensual amputee uh well it was like I, I, i'm pretty sure that dude was like a real veteran yeah um I, they used and a ton not of, a real actor they used a ton of real veterans for that and movie. I Ray- <laughs> We were watching, and they, there's this part where they want to fire up the USS Missouri, uh, a battleship, 
And amazingly, the battleships loaded to the brim with shells and powder. I was like, whoa, have we been sitting that in the like, harbor yeah, for like on, 20 years Honestly, like that? though, but like it's the United States, so I wouldn't be surprised if you just walked If the like, United States had a contingency yeah, for restarting a battleship. Yeah, like a 30-year-old warship that just like hasn't moved. No, I'm just like, like a couple. Like, I mean, we used 60, Missouri 70 in the Year old Gulf War. Yeah, that's true. So, like, it, it went through modernization and everything. Um, but they use real veterans from the ship yeah. on it, too. And, you know, ACDC's playing, you know, it's fucking boomer bullshit. Boomer bait, it goes dude. on forever. The one thing that really stuck out to me, though, you, you know, t- you know Taylor Kish, Kish? I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Uh, I might. Let me look. He's the star of that movie. Here, I'm posting it in the Discord. Dude, he had a heyday in this time period. And he is so lame and unremarkable. And, like, he looks like sam rockwell if he wasn't funny you know he looks like he's one of those guys that just mark Wahlberg with more hair i don't you know what i mean he's got like a very uh he's got like a i'm a uh, i'm an american soldier face like yeah oh there you go mr lone survivor battleship his filmography it's all just war movies that, yeah, and a yes. couple like Wolverine Origins. Okay, he he um, has not been getting a lot of movies lately. <laughs> if you know, but we put him in. Uh, people figured did you, did you out. Ever see John Carter? People figured out war ain't that cool, man. Uh, John Carter. I don't think so. Well, he was in John Carter, and that was like one of the biggest movie failures of all time. Like it lost you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's so tight. It was a Disney movie. Well, um, oh yeah, which is I wonder great. why. Look at this. Dude. He's got like a coat of that barbarian shit. fucking. It's, it's uh, just no chest yeah. on one, but he's wearing like a '90s haircut, bro. Like, what is this, dude? They were gonna make it a trilogy and everything. Oh, he sank the whole idea. thing. I can't believe he still has a career after doing yeah, that. It's so fucking funny. That's insane. Hey man, sometimes it's not like the actor's fault that the movie was bad, but also like, Battleship it is. But. But Go. Battleship lost $100 million as well. Damn. That's two movies this dude's in that's lost over $100 million. They spent $40 million he on Rihanna. He starred in. Damn, what? that's crazy. Oh, I said they probably spent like $40 million on getting Rihanna. I wonder, yeah. why she, I wonder why she was in that movie. It is Skarsgård on the cheap, too. It was before oh, Alexander yeah, Skarsgård yeah. was like hella famous. Yeah. Why was Rihanna? They were going to do Jeremy Renner. And yeah, it was, it was Rihanna's first movie. It's just, no. But look, let's stop talking about it. We're going to do our warning now. I'm sorry. She, oh, I guess she was like just super into doing the movie. I was like, someone's got to have known Rihanna to be like, hey, come be on this movie. And she's like, yeah, I guess. But nope. She hey, I like, mean, everybody tried to, everyone tries to be an it. actor to see if they can make the money on it, you That's know. True. But I just saw somebody who tried to do that shit. I had a perfect example of that. Think about it. It was in Thirty Rock or something. But anyway, let's talk about Barry. And remember, we're going to record the warning, and we got to keep track of when we finish talking about Barry in the time. But I want to talk about what Barry. You, I, well, I want you to explain that to me one more time. I texted gonna, it to you. I'm aware. I'm aware. Genius. You want to record a warning? Uh, I just wasn't listening. After to you. we just we just say when we're done talking about. We just say the time that we're done talking about. I just the, feel like someone would just. Be able, like, you just got to hit skip until we're not, I mean, they're not going to land right on when we're like, all right. Why are you backing out on this idea right now? Shut up. Why are you backing out on this? Shut up, asshole. I've got another idea. We're going to set a timer for like a minute and 30 seconds. So this person's like, if we're like, hey, we're talking about Barry. 
here's a timer to give us to talk about this show so they can hit the skip button, which is 15 seconds long, four times. That's a minute. Um, and they will know they are past the spoilers. We're just going to limit ourselves for one minute of talking about the I didn't whole say season. One minute. It can out? be as long as you'd like, but I'm just you saying said 90 seconds. I, but I was giving an example. <laughs> it can be as long as you fucking like, but like, I'm just saying, you know, I feel like that's a surefire. Well, you know what? I don't give a shit. This is your podcast. Fucking do whatever let's, you want about it. Let's budget five minutes then. Let's do it. Budget five minutes. Okay. Five minutes. That's okay. that's how long we're going to talk about Barry starting now. Okay. Talk cool. about Barry. Begin. Uh, the fact that Cristobal fucking died, dude, is super disheartening to me. I, yeah, we got right into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. No ho Hank, dude. He is, he's cold. I, I think we are well far past the, I think we're well past the, uh, the fun and quirky and lovable no ho Hank. We're in he's his, not fun he's and quirky. In his, yeah, he's in his villain era. Like when they killed Cristobal, that like fun side of him died. That was, dude, he was like, yeah. That scene made me so nervous. I was like something, cause I didn't realize, I didn't think that they was going to kill him right then and there. I was like, I, but I knew if he left, he would die. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that's what, I thought that's what Noho Hank was saying. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God, please. You know? Um, and I, I was like, when they open, when that guy comes back in and it looks, the guy's it wearing the same like clothes Cristobal. as Cristobal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, that was good. Bill that Hader was really has good. so many good fucking Bill little like, fucking, outs like that. An absolute powerhouse of a director, man. Like, oh I, my god, I dude, he's doing a, like a so horror comedy series. Yeah. he's doing a horror comedy oh, yeah, series really? coming out, dude. I'm Which super we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, so the the scene, like you get that scene with Crystal Ball choking to death on sand, which was almost unwatchable. Yeah, horrible yeah. fucking scene. And so then I was like, okay, well, Crystal Ball's gonna live, you know? And he kills him like. Three fucking minutes later. I mean, I was. I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, I guess. No one's untouchable in that show, really. No, I mean, and also, like, and then you just can't. Uh, there's no way he was going to. Cristobal was going to be okay with what Hank did. I mean, no. They betrayed their I know. entire crew. Although. Yes, but like at the same time, Chris, like, Hank is right. They were going to just die. Yeah, they would be I get killed. that too. Hank the Chechens was, would just kill him. When Hank was like, you know, he was like, th- he was like, you want to be a crime lord? This is how you be a crime lord. We are crime lords now. Yeah. And they would have just killed us all and moved someone else in here. So we might as well have done what we did, which I get I, that. But I think Chris yeah. has just gone soft. I mean, he's not, he hasn't been with the. I do. I agree. I don't think they could have gone legitimate. I think they would have been muscled in on. Oh, like, yeah. you have to stay hard in that group if you're going to uh, be hard, you know? And I, like, for sure. I mean, and like Breaking Bad always did a good job of that. Gus still oh, got his yeah. fucking hand hands dirty dude uh-huh. like that guy was a goon you yeah. know um even the most even the most fucking suit and tie business dudes in these like these industries yeah. they're like one goons. they only got where they are by being fucking goons and two they're like they still have that goonness inside of them and they're not going to be afraid to get their goon hands dirty oh no, yeah, I I don't think it would have ever worked. I loved the party that they threw yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and everybody being friends. But uh, even more important was fucking Fuchs. Uh, 
becoming in charge of a prison for not giving up information he yeah. didn't have. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. So good. It's, he just fails up. He always it's fails great. up. Yeah. <laughs> I, envy, I envy people like that who just fucking fail up. I think my favorite. I mean, kind of. He yeah. did get the piss He got the shit beat out of him. Yeah, absolutely. I think my favorite, uh, my favorite scene still is, is Barry talking to the witness protection guy. And he's like, they're like, <laughs> that guy's here to kill. Yeah, he's like, he's like, the witness protection guy's like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell you we have 100% success rate. We have broken some eggs, but like, blah, 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 blah. And Barry's like looking at the guy in the back. He's like, that guy's here to kill me. And they're like, what? And it's what? fucking, <laughs> it's fucking, what's his face? And Barry's like, I don't know if he's, I don't know, but he's, you got to check him for a weapon. He's here to kill me. Fred Armisen. And, yeah, yeah, Fred Armisen. Fred, yeah, yeah. And, and he pulls out the so pen gun and tries to shoot Barry and blows his finger <laughs> off. <laughs> and just stands there screaming and then dude dude in the ceiling i was surprised that bergman left i really didn't oh why like, wouldn't he i don't because he really was gonna cut the deal with the fbi and he was about out he like was he, gonna, almost, he was gonna cut the deal with the fbi but also like after after all those guys dying yeah I, no I was way like, it doesn't no way. it chance. does not look good at all for me he couldn't stay there and be like i didn't do it yeah. i don't i just don't think he'd get the deal again. no i don't think i kind of don't all the people that made him that deal died in that room, so there's no way. Which is dude, it another people. I can't tell who's gonna die. Yeah, if you I don't, never if, know. It's because there was a guy in the ceiling with a gun, BT Dubs, that yeah, shot yeah. all those dudes. And Fred Armisen yeah. was looking at him in the ceiling and sweating the whole time. Like the action, yeah. the action in Barry is so like, like I think there's, I think the fact that there's no music or anything like that, there's no like. There's no gimmicks to make the action seem more it's intense. It's very it's quick just and brutal. Very intense. Yeah. 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 It is. Like my favorite. Um, one of my favorite scenes from the entire series is when the Chechenians are trying to kill Barry, and they're in that truck, and and they're in the middle of the street. They're at the actor guy's house. It's like season one, and Barry has a gun, and he's like, "Don't load oh, that rifle," and he like fires yeah. into the fucking windshield a bunch of times, and it's just like this perfect shot group. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, dude. That's. I, I love that shit. I also loved the panic uh, everybody was feeling when Bergman got out. Like yeah, they were like, "Yeah, is he? We really is fucking a force of nature." He is dude. death incarnate. He's like fucking. He's like fucking Joel, man. He I, I didn't. Do you like? Do you think he was gonna go for Kusinow? I don't think he'd ever planned on it at all. I, I don't I, know. I don't think he ever had any intention of killing Kusinow. I think he was. Just, I don't think he gives a shit, no, uh, dude. And like, even in the Reddit discuss, discussion threads, everybody was like, "So much shit happened in that episode that no one's talking about Kusinow shooting his own shooting fucking his own son. son." Yeah, dude. Fuck, I don't dude, think that was. I, I don't think he shot. I think dude. he's dead. I know. I don't. I looked like he no. just got shot in the. No, shoulder. hold on. The, a couple of the do you thinks. Uh, do you think the flash forward at the end was real or Barry's memories? I think I, I think it's real. I think I. I think well, I he actually know. got away and made a weird kid with a weird lady that is his wife, and they fucked off Maybe. and escaped. Yeah, I guess I Bergman could, could do it. Bergman could he could do, do it. it. Yeah, he could definitely. Uh, do it. I think we're gonna have a Fuchs Hank showdown. Because Fuchs keeps pushing to be in L.A., and yeah. now he's, like, in charge of that prison, and he'll probably get out eventually, you know? I, I think he's going to be coming. Um, but you don't think Kusino's kid is dead? Uh, no. I look, I, from So, from what I remember the scene, Kusino pulls out a gun, shoots twice, twice into the yep. side of the door, and one, and then after the second shot, the person goes down. 
So I think he just hit him in the shoulder because when he's on I the couldn't ground, tell if he had multiple holes in him. Yeah, yeah I no, saw the one on his yeah, shoulder. When he was yeah. on the ground, he only had one in his shoulder. So I think I don't think Kusinow's kid dead. If he is, that's pretty brutal. That's fucking devastating. Dude, that scene when when Sally comes home and Barry like comes out of the darkness. Dude, yeah. Oh my and she like God. Knows, she knows that he's there. Dude, it's so fucking scary. It's crazy because uh, Cop Girl's dad is like sitting in the dry in the street in his car. Yeah, like staking yeah. out the place, and Barry still got past him. Dude, Barry insane. is a fucking like that. That dude is a, a fucking assassin, like an assassin. He is. He really is. I'm like kind of still rooting for him. Uh, I don't know. I he, just, I just want him to do it. Bill Hader's really good at making a character who is not a good person. And, like, Barry has good intentions. Like, he's like, I just, like, my end goal, I just wanted to be an actor and do this thing and do this, but just keep getting getting pulled into shit. But, like, it's apparent, like, obviously it shows, you know, that he's he's not a good person because he is only willing to do the right thing when it's, you know, benefits him in some Has way. To, yeah. And he will do a bad thing for somebody immediately, no matter what, like if, especially like the scene with Sally, when Sally's talking shit about that one girl, it's like season last season, I think season three. And he's like, yeah, I can go over to her house, you know, kill her dog, fucking, you know, move to the left. Yeah. (laughs) It's that scene where you're like, Barry's not a good guy. Like that's not like Barry. Do you uh, have any idea what normal or good is like? Sounds like a psychopath, dude. It still really broke my heart that him and Fuchs reconciled and then, and then fucking, broke apart again yeah, yeah. I, barry just flipped on fuchs in an instant i, I was mean, like you are but, but fuchs is also fuchs was going dog to, yeah, shit was gonna dude. do the same thing basically i guess i guess he thought barry was gonna kill him that's why he was gonna do it but still it was i mean that's just crazy there's fuchs so much that's yeah, going on this fuchs is a good guy um how, do we know how many episodes they're supposed to be no i don't i think dude the end goal is to get fucking bill hater on this podcast and, oh, that'd be amazing! And, and dude, Bill Hader is by all time one of my favorite act, like favorite actors, favorite directors. Yes, like, just my one of my favorite people in all of like show business. He's a fucking. It's gonna be eight episodes. Eight episodes. So there's four more after this. Okay, cool. I can I can do eight episodes, dude. I um I cannot. I I kind of think he might give Barry the out. I could see Barry getting away from all this. Yeah, I think I, Yeah. I think Barry getting away from all this would be an incredibly conflicting with everybody who watches the show cuz you know there's a good group of people who are like Barry's a piece of shit, he deserves what he's going to get. And there's another group of people of the show that's like us where it's like Barry's kind of, you know, I'm still kind of rooting for him. Um, I just want to yeah, I don't, you know, everyone's horrible. Yeah, so I'm kind of yeah. like, well, I want Barry to everyone win, you know. Sucks, just in the I don't way. want his fucking girlfriend to win. Yeah, dude. She sucks. Oh my God. She's the worst. Jeez terrible barry's a fucking assassin and he deserves better when she dude. tried to steal that movie right from that right other from woman, that girl like, in front of her i was like dude everyone knows what you're doing yeah she like literally steps in front of the actress uh-huh. and and i also thought at the director that uh the the director who was like who made a really beautiful period or like character piece is makes some marvel, marvel trash and she's trash like movie. we're a bright ball uh oh infinity orb i was like <laughs> which so is like basically real. how today's movies are it's like anyone well uh, i was gonna say it's like a, i'm pretty sure it's a direct reference to chloe Zhao. Oh, uh, okay. she did nomadland in 2020 and then directed marvel eternals the next year 
she got all the fucking appraise and Oscar shit, and then they gave her some forgettable mega trash fucking, Marvel, yeah, Marvel garbage. Everyone thinks because it's a Marvel movie, it's like you're you're it. That's peak, baby. I can never see a Marvel movie again and be, or never hear about a Marvel movie again and be good to go. Which it's it, it, so it to me, Marvel movies are like Metallica. Like, excuse me, I respect the fan base and I respect what they do for music, but I can never hear a Metallica song again and I would be okay. And I respect, Dude, yeah. I respect the cultural and historical impact that that band has had on music as a whole. They, because there's, there's no doubt about it. Metallica has has redefined uh, the alternative and metal music just oh. as a whole. It is what it is. Yeah. It's how they are. They're just too influential of not to have. And they, they put on a hell of a show. They put on I a hell of a show, and they are incredibly good dudes. Uh, but I could never hear a Metallica song again in my entire life, and I would be pretty cool with that. Dude, uh, I uh, was in the Last FM subreddit, and it's I just like seeing you know people share their accounts a lot, and you can add people so you can compare accounts. It's, yeah, you know it's it's the social element to it. it. I there are so many dudes on there who listen to goddamn Metallica and Iron Maiden on a loop all year. That's it. Yeah, like their top album will have. 10,000 plays and it's yep. a Metallica album. And the next one after that is like 300. They're I'm a different like, breed, dog. Fuck different us? breed. <laughs> I can't do it. I, you guys know we've made more music. Like, since like then, I'm, right? I, I am someone who is very set in my musical ways. I listen to the same four songs over and over again until I squeeze the last bit of dopamine out of them. And then I'll, you are like, that. yeah. But yeah, when we compared our, uh, end of the year music stuff, I was like, blown away by some of your numbers yeah dude it's crazy like i think like i wanted to listen to one song last year like 300 times um i yeah <laughs> i don't have a single song in all of my collection that i've listened to that many times yeah no, you did I, it dude, in that's, one uh, year yeah it's i mean because like what i do what my what i do is i i have a single playlist uh, it used to be the playlist on my spotify called stuff i used to update that and that's got that's the biggest playlist i have and then i started using cruising cuz i that was a playlist for like when me and my friends would go drive around that was the songs that we would listen to and then i was like all right i'm going to start putting songs that i'm not crazy about over on cruising and then i cuz all my playlists end in bitch so it's like cruising bitch stuff bitch treatment bitch uh but I started putting everything over to cruising, and I was like, oh, these songs kind of fuck, and I just started gradually... I don't even touch the stuff playlist anymore. I It all goes to cruising. So I get, like, five songs that I really like that are at the end of the playlist, and I listen to those constantly until I find five more to add. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is so crazy, because you can go through my playlist, probably not the first, like... I would say probably, like, a little after the first half you can start seeing what my moods were when I was adding music. Like if I was really depressed for like a couple weeks, you can see that if I was in a good mood, you can see that the first half of the playlist was just me random fire shotting songs when I was like 16. So they're all shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's crazy. I've been meaning, I'm going to figure out how to do it. Oh, maybe I can do it on this computer. I might try to look into it while you're telling me your story. I can, I, cause I have been maintaining, I have two playlists uh, three or four, really. I have I have one playlist called Favorites. That is the songs that I want to hear off of every album on my phone. Like like my top. It's not even a certain number of them. It's just like yeah. these are my. Oh, thank you. These are my favorite songs on it. 
And it's worked out to be very consistently for years now, almost exactly 10% of my music is in that playlist. Nice. So I'm like, this is the top 10%. And then I have my, I call it the smoking playlist. And that's just lower BPM, chill, you know, not crazy shit. Yeah. And then I have uh, In Dim Guts, which is for piping. You know, you got Frank Ocean and Frank Ocean. You got Frank Ocean in there. Um, and then, um, I have a playlist that's the opposite of the smoking playlist. It's just music that's really loud, aggressive, angry, you know, um, I want to, I'm going to try to get one of my playlists on Spotify. I want you to listen to it since I listened to your treatment treatment playlist playlist. and got a bunch of bands that I really liked, like fucking crumb, dude. I love you, man. And and my treatment treatment playlist, my treatment playlist is so funny too, because now I can look at it and I can tell you. Because I don't differentiate when I added, I just actually added a new song to treatment playlist. It's called Drown. Uh, it's the opener for Dead Island Two, and it fucking slaps. It is such a good song. That's cool. But uh, uh, looking at my treatment playlist, I can tell. I could like if someone asked me, "Oh, how long does a ketamine trip last?" I can open up my treatment playlist and be like, "About here." So thirty-six songs. Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> I, at this song, I'm peaking. At this song, I'm coming down. At this song, I've just started. And my trips always start out with Crumb, Lock It, because it's such a fucking smooth banger. So good. good. So oh, good. I dude, yeah, I really, really, really like Crumb. I think you, you might like the knife. Have the you knife. listened to the knife? Have we talked know, about them? Maybe I don't think so. They're a, a Swedish electronic group yeah. that was kind of big in the early, like earlier two thousands into the tens. Uh, they kind of remind me of Crumb a lot. Maybe they, we have. They look familiar, but I don't think I've ever listened to them. They uh, they're like if you combine Crumb and Crystal Castles. If you oh, know okay, what yeah, that yeah, would yeah. sound like you know what I mean. It's it's really good. I like them a lot. I have I'll not have really met any, a lot of people who like the or listen to the knife. They used to be really big, but they're. I uh, yeah, I very much uh, I love music like that. Just very like, very like wavy, like especially in a trip, dude. Because that shit is you are you are just you're off your rocker, man. Oh you, yeah, you are in it. You are in that song. You're I, yeah, in that I song totally and it's it. Fucking awesome! It's so good. Um, I would like to make a. Uh, trip playlist i haven't done that in a while i usually if i'm doing drugs i'm listening to my smoking playlist yeah. it's specifically not a- overwhelming music. you know yeah yeah no i get that yeah. i uh i saw the a video kind of off topic a video came up on my for you page of uh excuse me a found footage thing it's not like a film it's like a camera that was found of some dude in the catacombs who got lost and the real from what I understood, it was real because um, it was like a documentary talking about the catacombs, I guess, and this dude. It was like a little clip. Uh, but it, And it wasn't like, oh, you know, it's fucking, you know, there's fucking ghosts everywhere. Yeah, like, I was like, it was, it was the catacombs found yeah, footage yeah. from like my uh, spidey senses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but apparently, like, this dude got lost and uh, it's just like, it's like, 30 or 40 minutes of him walking around trying to find his way. And ever so often he'll pan to the floor to show an arrow, I guess that he's put down to figure out where he's going. And, uh, and then every now and again, he'll stop and look in a room and it's just like full of bones, which like would be a little alarming anywhere else, but it's the catacombs. So you're just like, yeah, bones, whatever, dude, them's just some bones. Um, but like, I guess like 40 minutes in, 
he's like walking and he kind of picks up the pace and he starts running and he eventually just drops the camera and runs off into into the darkness and uh i mean and the theory is that like he was so far down that he was losing a lack of oxygen he's in the oh, he's yeah. constantly in the dark so he starts hearing things obviously yeah um he's hearing shit and it's freaking him out so he takes off and he, i don't think they ever found him but uh i cannot imagine dude being stuck in a fucking situation like that being stuck in so deep in the catacombs that like once you get to rooms that are just like piles of bones you're like i'm a little too far and I don't think anyone's going to find me. Uh, no. When the bones aren't neatly stacked for your viewing pleasure, your uh, bad things might be happening to you. Did you ever read uh, World War... <laughs> Did you... <laughs> <laughs> no. He started shaking his head before I finished my fucking sentence. I was going to say World War Z. Or, I mean, you can, World War Z is the kind of book you could read a story out of it. Yeah, and it's definitely. No, I did it. I heard the book was really fucking good, though. I heard it was oh, it really, is. really good. But they have a bit where they fight in the catacombs, and I'm oh, like, no, <laughs> I can't scary. imagine. Dude. Yeah, I can't imagine fighting in the catacombs, dude. No way. But uh, speaking of combat, I had this saved in my notes to share with you because to talk about things that happened this week. Did you see? The bedroom of the Texas uh, leaker, the guy, the an Air National Guard leaker. No, I've got it I right haven't. here. I know that story. Here it I is. I haven't seen his bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, dude! What did a fucking that's dude? That's like a thirteen-year-old's bedroom. It is. That like is a, a trip. That is a trip. They've my got brother. camo on the walls. They did a camo net over their windows. They've got a picture of. Definitely not them. A bunch of dudes holding guns, no, like framed on the wall. It's probably him on a training exercise. Okay, like, Air Force people don't go out and shoot. Like they don't. The Air Force people go out to do training. He's exercises. Air National Guard. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll go out and do like range quals and stuff like that. And that definitely looks like a range qual photo. Um, <laughs> no way. Like it's not like a combat mission or anything like that, dude. Air dude, Force is so it's fucking dicked up. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, I was like, is, this guy lives and breathes boot. Yeah, he was he so boot. Boot to, to the day he dies. But I have uh, to respect the fact that he leaked sensitive documents just on a fuck you, I have the access to it. Basically. You know, I don't want to be on the same side of the Republicans because they're like, he's a freedom fighter. No, he isn't. He's clearly a fucking loser. He's like, he's clearly a weeb. Yeah. The, okay. the equivalent of an American weeb. An American weeb. army weeb, like our American yeah. military weeb. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's in the National Guard but pretending he's in special forces, like fucking whatever. Yeah. But he, uh, like, I, I definitely am like, oh, yeah, ruin the U.S.'s shit left and right. I've spoiled it all. I fucking leak all that information. It's crazy that guy had access to it. I hope America learned something from that dum-dum having access to that kind of yeah. classified information. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and the fact that he, like, it was just in a Discord group where he was like, people like, you don't have access to that. And he's like, you know what? How about that I guy played show Project you? Zomboid, too. Did he? Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, it looks like yeah. the guy. The, the, doesn't he the our, our, our zomboid base looks better than this stupid yeah, fucking oh hell yeah <laughs> the the uh the the venn diagram of like i want to say fucking army we or military we yes. and project zomboid players is probably like close to a circle pretty uh, close it's like yeah. a waxing waxing moon right there um don't mind me the fuck is that reagan bought it it's for uh you got, I got all these handles, right, and knobs. It's so you can get like pressure points on your back. It's actually really handy. It's super nice. 
like you know in your shoulder you know it'd yeah. be really hard to get you can you can it's like pressing right on it right now and and you got these handles so you can put like a ton of force into it i say it looks like a fucking weapon dude it does like it looks really weird master i it's funny because i was really shocked by the design of it i was like what the fuck yeah but i immediately understood it it's, it's like uh, oh yeah it's immediately jarring to the eyes Dude, it's so nice. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it looks like it'd be a good time, though. To be honest, it looks like a looks like a damn good time. Reagan, what was this called? What this thing? I don't remember. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, let's. Uh, I'll recommend it for everybody. Hold on, pressure oh, point stick. Huh? You the one who purchased it? Look at your purchase history. Oh, I did buy this. That's right. Pressure point stick. It's called the Body Back Buddy Classic. That's probably about right. Yeah, I'm looking at the exact one you have. Okay, Body I think this one. Classic. Yep, that's it. No, mine's the elite, brother. Oh, I have the elite. Your untrained eye can't distinguish yeah, the classic you from know the what? elite. You're right. Classic mistake. You're right. Um, man, I ordered a. So I don't have hundreds of thousands, uh, like hundreds and or a thousand dollars to fucking spend on a suit. Um, so Dude. I just fucking order them off Amazon and go get them custom tailored to my body, which is super sick way to go. The first one I got, phenomenal, super great, awesome. Uh, I ordered another one and it came in yesterday and I tried it on and it wasn't like, it wasn't just like horrid, horrible, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't the worst quality suit I've ever had, but I wasn't crazy about like, uh, what am I trying to say? So How I much used, did the one you bought cost. Which one? The first one I got? Wait, the one the that I made videos you're talking about right now. So the one, the first one I bought was like ninety bucks, and uh, it's like tweed. It's fucking awesome. And this one, what do you I, spend to tailor it? So I probably I've got the super super awesome uh, lady here in Lawrence. You go to Cam. Uh, Men's alterations. The Asian lady who's doing it all by herself. I don't. Wait a minute. She's the best. No, no, I go to Marlena. She's a Bolivian lady who's also doing it all by herself. I bet she's a nice lady. Uh, she is incredible. Yeah, dude, she does that? Men's alterations. Like she was so cheap and so fast. I yeah. would give her more money. I'd just be like, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How little you're and charging me. And, you're and, amazing. And that's how Marlena is too. Uh, I, uh, Marlena, I'm sorry. Like I'll go to her. And I, like when I got my first suit tailored, she was like, when do you need this by? And I was like, I don't really have like, I've had pants where I'm like, I need this like in a couple of days. And she's like, no problem. I'll get it done. And I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm usually, usually just like, eh, no, I don't really have a, 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 a time schedule that you got to stick to. So just do whatever. Um, it's it's so funny because to us what they do is magic 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 yeah and they're like this is very easy yeah. for me you know magic, <laughs> they're like dude. yeah i could probably uh, handle that in a few days you know my uh but my problem with the second suit i bought was like i like the color it's like a blue plaid but my first suit the vest because i don't wear the jacket over with it especially it's getting hotter out i like the look of just the vest the shirt tie whatever it's it was uh the vest came down like very like center chest that's the way i like it not too low and the second one i ordered was very deep like a like a deep oh, v basically. wow you're like right above your belly yeah, there like that's crazy. i don't know if you can see that that's the that's the uh how deep the vest that i got yesterday was 
deep and then v. that's the kind that i like where it's like yeah yeah super up so i was like all right i'm not gonna wear this i i feel like when it's deep that deep it looks like a fucking like waiter's jacket or something like that yeah it, it, that's what it I reminds like me of exactly out. yeah and i just and when i have a long collar collared shirt on like that i just don't like the way it looks so i'm sending that back and i just ordered this other one that's like just pure black but uh I think black and silver would be a good look because all the accent pocket watch chains and jewelry I bought for it is silver. So I'm hoping with a nice black tweed suit, the silver will look really good. And that's my suit escapade that I've been dealing with lately. Right on. Um, I haven't really had any escapades. Uh, this uh, We did a couple's massages on Sunday. That was cool. Nice. It was fine. It was, it was nice. I... I use, I just want a masseur to beat the piss out of me. Yeah. I want I need like a, a hundred pounds of pressure. Dude, you know, bring they the, did a good job, but I'm like, that's not enough. Fair, that's bring the enough. back buddy stick and let him just beat you up with it. Perfect, just whack me. Yeah, with just it. whack I'm, you with it a couple of times. You're good to go. Also um, today, I saw uh, while I was about to go back inside for moving my car, I saw a guy drinking a water bottle, crossing the street, glug glug glug, huge water bottle goes, ugh, throws it on the ground. Dude, that would just piss me. Starts off. walking away, and I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, what can the you pick fuck? that up?" Uh, and he's like, ah, "All right." He's like, "He's like, yeah, but only if you tell if you tell everybody you see, do that." I think I he do. was homeless. I think he was homeless, oh, okay. so he was. He didn't want me to be like bullying a homeless person. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell because he was going towards an apartment complex, but there is a homeless encampment behind it. Oh, so okay, okay. Could have gone either way, yeah. and also the people who live in there are gross. So, yeah. like, really, could have gone either way. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, he was, he was like, kind of laughing about being called out, but he picked it up to go throw it away for real, and I was like, all right, nice. you know, cool. If he's like, he's like, as long as you tell everybody that, like, I do. And I was like, me. oh, I do. Yeah, I'm like, me. yeah, I, I was just like, because that's like probably one of my biggest beefs about the part of town that I'm in, and I want to, and like a huge reason I want to leave is there's a lot of garbage everywhere because yeah. people just throw it on the. I've never seen it, but I'm like, someone has to be just throwing throw the shit on the, the ground. It's all over yeah. the ground. And then I finally saw someone just tra- just throw it right in the street. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Bro, I will I will break <laughs> what the fuck? I will break a ton of laws. I will gladly break many oh, laws. Oh, all the time, most of day. them, most of them, honestly. But littering, I no, I can't do it. Egregious. I think about uh-huh. the times when I was like a, a teenager where I could just like like throw shit out the window or like even flicking cigarette butts. Like now, when I smoke a cigarette, I'm like, I got to go throw this away in a trash can because I cannot. Yes, in good conscience. I was really good about. That the only time I didn't was if I smoked a cigarette driving and I wasn't about to be somewhere. I will admit that I flicked butts out my window, but typically I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I, I, especially if I was in a static place, I never just like standing at the Granada and just yeah. throw it in the street. Come yeah. on, dude! Yeah, and I will Come like on. at my teen years as well as like my early twenties, I would flick cigarette butts just willy nilly, and then I saw this video about this guy cleaning up a beach and he's like yeah that's all the trash we got and he pulled out these like giant like bins of cigarette butts and he was like yeah this is how many cigarette butts we got and it made me think about it i'm like you know people who flick their cigarette butts are like ah it's just one cigarette but whatever you know it is you know that doesn't really matter but then i think about like everybody who thinks like that and then the countries yeah. where you have like billion like Oh yeah! Excuse me. So many people, Dude, Russia, who, yeah, oh, who smoke so constantly. And I was like, butt. yeah, it just it just stacks up. And it, ever since I saw that video, I was like, I can't, in good conscience, flick my cigarette butt. So I'll keep like 
I don't really smoke in my car anymore since it's a new newer car. Uh, but I will keep a bottle in my car to put spent cigarette butts in whenever I am uh, like driving, doing like a road trip or whatever. I don't know. That's I just a way to do it. Yeah, it's the way to go, man. I just littering oh. fucking gets me good, gets me right in the right in the heart. I can't do it. It's just too direct. It's too. You're too. You're just literally just shitting on the world. Yeah. you know, you're like, fucking. Right on it. Like, like it's at so least, fucking yeah, lazy. At least give a shit. Like, give a Dude, iota like, of shit. The people in the apartments across the street is a lot of the trash around here is them like clearing their car out, and I'm like, you're right in front of your fucking apartment. Just, yeah, dude, oh, just throw it away. Fuck. Yeah, the uh, dude, I hate it. I'm like, nerves. to me, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's such a character thing to me. I'm like, if this whole city is covered in trash because people just throw their trash on the ground i don't i think this people are trash i don't want to live here yeah i fucking agreed not every city has to be this disgusting and it's so fucking disgusting yeah I no i get it. that i was uh i didn't do any i didn't really fucking do anything significant this weekend uh no I, dude it rained fucking all week we so. were we were gonna go see evil dead rise on sunday and then your ass calls me Tuesday, yeah your ass calls me and woke me up and we're like we gotta play so we played zomboid for like four hours which is fucking great yesterday I, I we no played problem. for a like almost six hours yeah, actually yeah, yeah it was a while it was amazing while, yeah and so uh so we're gonna go see it tuesday um see how it's... yeah you'll tell me how it is yeah i've heard mixed things i've heard it was been really good or uh really bad so hopefully it's I think it, not the latter. From what i've seen it looks great and also, honestly people reviews, people yeah. shit on the 2013 remake of evil dead but i fucking love that movie it's like kind of one of my comfort horror commanding movies. knowledge of mid-level horror movies, i do dude. absolutely i do a hundred percent if there's any movie genre i know about it's horror movies i feel like i've watched just about every fucking like i don't want to say i don't i don't want to say i've just watched just about every horror movie under the sun but i've i've i would go toe-to-toe with most people on yeah. horror movies and win um, I don't. Yeah, I watch a lot of war movies. That's probably my most. I, I've definitely seen more Transformers movies than the average person. <laughs> the uh, oh, dude, nobody even told me, but I saw a trailer for it when I went to see Dungeons and Dragons. There's a new fucking um, Transformers coming yeah. out, and it's the one with the beasts, dude. Oh, I'm really? So stoked about that. That's gonna be oh, pretty tight. I uh, gorilla. I really like the Transformers movies. Oh I, like, yeah, I I don't Honestly, care what anyone says. They are only getting better. Like the so Transformers one was actually a good movie. Very yeah, solid. I agree. It's classic like a uh, boy finds a dragon story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like fits it perfectly. Two is horrible and racist. It's not a good movie. I and they also. That was the one where they climb on the pyramids and they teleport around at random in that movie. They're talking about like flying next door, but it was like an 800 mile trip. I was like so confused by the geography in that one. The third one, I think, is Dark Side of the Moon. That movie, cool as fuck. Uh, Honestly, they just, they're all like, because that's when the dinosaurs start coming into the movies. No, no, wait, that was Age of Extinction. What was Dark of the Moon? Transformers Dark 3 of the moon. Transformers 3 was Dark of the Moon but uh, Yeah, Dark of the Moon was a, our, also our last Shia LaBeouf. Oh. So, you know, that mattered to me. Yeah, I really I, 
Shadow of the Buff did a good, a great job. Transformers: Age of Extinction has like some of the funniest, fucking, like most obvious uh, product placement shit ever. Have you I ever love, seen, you know that scene with the drinking the beer? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I love, oh I God. love getting product placement, like pointing it out in movies and seeing. Yes. It. I'm like, I wonder how much. Like, I forgot what we were watching, but it was like uh, just a, a ten second shot of like a Burger King bag, and I was like. How much do they pay to put that fucking one shot in the movie? I know. And I'm like, does that work? Like, does anyone see I'm watching, that? And like, I'm I need watching Burger a King. fucking Corvette logo pull right up to yeah, the camera in yeah. Transformers. I was like, that just bought like barrels of gasoline. Dude, yeah. 200 barrels exploding Jesus of gasoline Christ. right Christ. Thank God know. for him. I wonder, I want to, I would like to see like the numbers of how, how much product placement like that actually works. Like, what are the, the, the I, I am intrigued. Yeah, the spice. Well, I know of, because of consumerism. I was reading about Fringe, um, and people warn about it in later seasons, and even already, like season two, some of the product placement is pretty bad. Really, uh, but it's because the show was on thin ice with the the studio, and it costs a lot to produce because there's tons of effects. So it pays for itself by putting that shit in. So that's how they kept it going. Yeah, that's fair. So you know. I mean, I could I'd rather that. Netflix just fucking suck Pepsi's dick than cancel a show after yeah, one season, you know, true. whatever. Yeah, we were... Uh, I don't care if there's a character named Pepsi in the <laughs> show, please. <laughs> we were... Please uh, bring back Mindhunter, please. We were talking about... Um, me and someone in my chat last night, Alexander, were talking about around the time that YouTube started becoming monetized... And everybody was kind of, like, upset about it. And, like, I get to an extent of being, like, the fucking ads are a little crazy. Like, chill out. But, like, when when YouTubers getting, like, sponsorships, like, oh, this video is sponsored by fucking Raycon. Like, a minute little segment. They're like, oh, you're fucking sellouts, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, uh, uh, there's, I don't know. I don't believe, I don't really believe in selling out. Like, I'll use it as an insult as kind of a joke, but it's like, Make your money off what you want to fucking Everything, make your money yeah. off. Like it's it's I, capitalism. Like, you got to make your money. Not everyone can afford to make a stand. You know, sometimes yeah, you just got to exactly. get that bad. Yeah, I got to make money. I'm sorry, I can't. You know, I can't. I can't pay my bills on your attaboys and like. Pat you know, like uh, what is that famous line by Michael Caine? He's like. I've never seen Jaws three because he was in it. He's uh, he's like I've never seen Jaws three, but I saw the house that it bought for my mother, and yeah. it's lovely. Exactly. Uh, you know, you're like, fuck, fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. Exactly. Yeah. No, I just I fucking make your money, man. I like I can understand not like someone works with a brand who's like, oh, they're a little fucking shifty. Why would you do that? I get that, but uh, just like so like fucking Disney as. Uh, F, you know, it's owned by FX, is owned by Disney. Them asking me to make a video for a uh, new show that's coming out. Yeah, I'm going to do it because it paid me a lot. Yeah. They paid me a lot of money, yeah. Um, yeah. which is nothing. They to have them. all the money. They have all, they have money. all of it. They've got yeah. Mickey Mouse money. Speaking of which, the, the uh, one thing. They're suing for DeSantis. Yeah, the whole thing going on and fucking. Dude. He, he he like they questioned him about it and he was dismissed it he's like it's political well, I'm like dude, yes yeah, it is that, <laughs> your job the it directly correlates to your job i was like you're just saying yeah well i don't know that doesn't mean anything you're still fucked my it's guy so funny Disney lawyers are probably made those there, laws. dude there is like there is very few people in this world that you want to go toe-to-toe with and disney is number one 
they've got uh, just stay away they could they could drag you through legal battles for generations generations of legal battles dude like oh like, yeah you're like yeah so their fireworks budget is like the budget of whole corporations you yeah know I mean? exactly and it's like and i love that just the fireworks i love that the whole thing started happening and like everyone was like oh why hasn't disney done anything about it and then they canceled disney all was those letting dude i think disney was just like hey man is if you, as long as you keep pretending and you don't fuck our shit up that's fine but once he once like he kept doubling tripling down on it they're like okay man well i think okay i think they always intended like they always intended to do something i think what they were doing is basically like when it was all happening disney was digging a hole and putting spike uh spikes at the bottom while everybody was slathering their poop on yeah yeah and while everybody was like why isn't disney doing anything they're digging this hole and then finally DeSantis's committee that he hand selected voids all of the contract work that Disney had signed, and boom! Now it's grounds. Now there's damages. I, now it's grounds I for a legal think battle. For your metaphor, Florida was digging the hole, and they're like, "You're gonna get in this, the mouse." And then they finished it, and the mouse is like, "Get in." <laughs> That's how, that was. Yeah, how I guess I could they're like, that, "Oh yeah. shit, okay, what?" Well, I mean, my my the the mouse my. Uh, my thought process is like the mouse basically set a trap. Like, Ever like stops, he yeah. didn't. He they never said anything to DeSantis or anything. So he was just like, I can do whatever I want. They're not going to do shit to me. And as soon as he did something that was legal, uh, legal action worthy, they immediately jumped on it. And now he's fucked. So funny. So h- hilarious. Um, and then the other thing was, uh, the Writers Guild is supposed to go on strike. I think tomorrow if they don't reach an agreement. What Disney's? No, not Disney's. Just the Writers Guild in general. Oh, in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, not again! Please, Dude. no. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Dude. The, ho- like, the that's some of the worst time in culture media history. Yep, people were talking about how that they've been stockpiling scripts in case they go on strike. <laughs> stockpiling scripts in case they go on strike. That's such a weird world, you know. Like my company, last company I was at was buying extra steel and aluminum in case of like because of the tariff war that was yeah, happening. Yeah. And Disney's like, we need as many scripts as we got yeah. to buy all the IP all that we can up. get our yeah. fucking hands on. Dude, I mean, I, I, it's, if it's the business, that's what you got to do, my man. Like business, that's, that's the, the business. Gold. You ain't got no writers to. I mean, writing's not really like. I mean, you can't have scabs. F- like writers but writers writing is kind of like a specialized skill to where you know if you want to make really good content you got to have really good writers who are all usually a part of the writers guild so you you know maybe once or twice you'll pick some schmo off the street who writes really good stuff but nine times out of ten it ain't gonna be you know it ain't gonna be striking gold out there no uh you know every I don't think Chat Chat GPT is ready to make yeah. uh, good television shows yet. Uh, and, you know, and this is a good point. The fact that they're stockpiling scripts means Chat GPT is not replacing those dudes. That is true. I also saw a comment about uh, somebody. They were someone was talking about Chat GPT, and someone made a comment of like, "I asked Chat GPT to rewrite the Game of Thrones season eight script with better, you know, uh, have a better ending," and Chat GPT was like, "I can't do that." Basically, straight up was like, I'm not allowed like way to do too that. much. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Which is very wild. interesting. So, you know, they they still have jobs. Fucking Chat GPT ain't going to come for your job. I mean, if no. someone wanted to make something that could write a script like that, they could. But 
I just, I think we're, you know, if it ever happens, we're a long, long way from it ever happening. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is ChatGPT could replace all of the people that I talk to at my job, like my customers. Yeah. Uh, and if they were replaced, then I could be replaced. But if they aren't replaced, then I have to exist. Yeah. So I'm like, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to think. Care. I'm trying to think how far could ChatGPT get in doing my job? I don't think yours. That seems. Pretty much my, impossible. Yeah, my job specifically, I I feel like there are some aspects that Chat GPT could probably take over, but it's more like, hey, make this spreadsheet, and it makes the spreadsheet. But like, yeah, I have a lot of face to face. Like my boss's job, he's the director of economic relief. No way, there's not a not a fucking a million years uh, AI could take over nah. that job. The amount of shit he has to do, and I like look at him doing all this stuff, and I'm like, bro, I don't know how the fuck you're running like six grant programs and still just not absolutely burnt out all the time. It's impressive. I'm not just saying this because he listens to the podcast, but it is, it is, <laughs> it is. Impressive. Yeah. No. Hey, I'm like, yeah, like we just, we just dropped a new like round of grants and he was like, yeah, this is going to be your project to take over. And I'm like, fuck, holy shit, dude. I don't That's know crazy. about all that. Uh, uh, you're going first as we should probably get started. Yeah. We're like an hour in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, hold on, let me pull up my notes. Uh, fuck notes, no, dude. Man. What am I ever like? Straight up, just ready. Um, <sighs> you're not exactly. So why do you still expect it? Why do you still expect it? It's hope Stop every time. Fucking giving me. I'm telling you to go to Google Drive. Oh wait, I know what's wrong because I'm hitting Docs, not Drive. It's taking me my, my Night Witch's notes, and I'm like, we're past that. Get over it. Fucking deal with it. Um, watch my internet decide to just stop working all of a sudden. There we go. Okay. Um, all right. So let me clear my throat real quick. I know for the past like three episodes, uh, all of my stories have been centered around airplanes. Which, Airplane ladies. Yeah, which was not intentional at all. Just so many badass stories involve planes. Uh, they're just true. super lit, man. And also, That's my true. last... I'm going to cover Chuck Yeager, but yeah. uh, now after this, fucking in a year maybe, because yeah. you've done so much airplane So many airplanes, content. dude. Um, but, and also, my last three stories obviously have involved women, which is also wasn't really a coincidence, but, you know, women doing super fucking lit stuff is hella badass. So I like to, you know, shed a light on that. And a lot of them get pushed under the rug in history, swept under the rug in history because, you know, misogyny and whatnot. Because they're, la- uh, yeah. they're ladies. So uh, I said the story wouldn't involve a plane. I n- hit that right on the head. doesn't involve a plane, but it does involve a badass woman. So I'm going to be covering the one, the only, the uh, ship sinker, the boat taker, the mass breaker, queen of the sea. Oh, yeah. The ruthless pirate captain, Jing Yisao. So, there isn't an entirely detailed history of her life. This place what, play, takes place way back in the fucking day, you know, where keeping records of your own life wasn't really uh, at the front of everyone's mind. But it is believed that she was born around 1775. In and around Xinghui, uh, Guangdong, her birth name was Shi Yang. Historians believe, uh, sorry, historians believe that she was possibly a Tonka, uh, or other, also called boat people. They're a group, yeah, super uh, technical term. They are a group, yeah, they're a group in southern China who traditionally lived in uh, lived on junks in various coastal parts of China. Uh, Tonkas were kind of seen as like outcasts. They, you know, they lived in these boats. They hardly ever went to shore. 
Um, so people just kind of like, again, saw them as like misfits. People didn't fit in, whatever. Uh, they would, they would fish to, to make a living to eat, you know, so they really spent all their lives out on those houseboats. So, uh, as she gets older, it's believed that she worked as a sex worker, as well as a madam on a floating Tonka brothel in Guangdong. You don't know, madam's kind of the lady, uh, at the brothel who oversees, um, the other sex workers and, and makes most of the decisions. Um, usually owns the building. Yeah, usually owns the, the brothel. So, yeah. so in 1801, Shi Yang marries uh, Jing Yi, a very well-known and powerful pirate. He came from a long line. Well, I say long, but he came from a, a couple a couple generations of pirates. His dad was a pirate before him. So in 1801, it's like we've been pirating for centuries. It's only your dad. Yeah, the family business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 1801, he sees 26-year-old uh, Shi Yang, and he's very much into all that she's got going on. So she was known for being incredibly business savvy and her trade in secrets through pillow talk of her wealthy and political clients, which very much impressed uh, Jing Yi. So they get married, whether uh, yeah. it's, it's a little speculated whether it was because yeah. they were super in love with each other or be purely a business marriage. A business marriage, uh, yeah. doesn't really matter. They got married nonetheless, but they consolidate their powers. And it's said that in their marriage, that, or it said that the marriage included a formal contract that granted Ying Shi 50% control and share of their dealings. And she uh, now went by the name Jing Yi Sao. So about a year after their marriage in February of 1802, uh, Jing Yi's cousin was captured. I'm talking about the husband, uh, was captured and executed by Ngaian forces in the town of Zhangping on the border of Vietnam and China. In July of 1802, the tape. Pronounced win, just for your sake. That's easier uh, to got say. It. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, in NG. July of 1802, the Taesun dynasty ends, and Jing Yi quickly takes over uh, his cousin's fleet of ships and sails back to the Chinese coast with the rest of the Chinese pirates that were formerly employed by the Taesun dynasty. Because um, that was a big thing, too. Dynasties in the area would often employ privateers or which is another yep. name for a pirate for a pirate and, and yeah, yeah. yeah but it would employ people call, to you, the difference between a pirate and a privateer was uh the fucking state paid yeah you. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um so what a fun it, job that would be dude That'd right be crazy. hell yeah it would the english um, government's just like hey man shoot up just yeah whatever that's fuck not english up, bro fuck them up spanish blast them absolutely blast them um, so after the Taesun dynasty ended, all these privateers and pirates, they started following Jing Yi and, um, where was, I? okay. So as they come back to the Chinese coast, it wasn't all fucking, you know, opium and titty and parties, uh, <laughs> soon began a period of infighting among the pirates near the Guangdong pirates? coast. Pirates? Yeah. No way. Fighting. Who would have thought? They didn't organize and, yeah. and work together in a peaceful utopia? Pirates is synonymous with peaceful and utopia. Yeah. So if you look it up in the dictionary, it's a, yeah, it's a synonym. Um, so luckily... Uh, Jing Yi was, you know, he was having serious trouble keeping these people under control. Luckily for him, though, his super badass wife, Jing Yi Sao, was a very capable fixer. So in 1805, Jing Yi and Jing Yi Sao were able to unite the pirates into a confederation through the signing of an agreement 
which stated that each pirate leader agreed to sacrifice a little bit of their autonomy for the greater good of the pirate confederation. This confederation consisted of six fleets who would be identified by their distinctively colored flags. Uh, the flag colors were red, black, blue, white, yellow, and purple. Uh, uh, can you imagine if the cartels did this? Oh, crazy. If they all just sat down and agreed to be yeah. on the same side? Oh, uh, we'd be in trouble. I mean, that's the new government of Dude, Mexico. Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> if they ever did that shit. Oh, uh, it'd be fucking devastating. Um, so... That, that was the color of the flag. So Jingyi, of course, commanded the biggest fleet in the group, and the Red Flag Fleet. So on November 16th of 1807, Jingyi falls aboard, uh, falls overboard, I'm sorry, and dies at the age of 42. Uh, pretty much immediately. What? Yeah, he dies. The, the husband. I bet all that oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, but but something heard. tells me that I don't think That's most of them couldn't swim. You know what I mean? Uh, just yeah. Just 40 years. See, they're like, I'll just not fall off the yeah, boat. Just, <laughs> don't, why would I ever need to get in the water? I'm on the boat all the time. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not on the boat, I'm uh, there's a problem. I have failed somewhere along the, the <laughs> uh, along the way. Um, so he falls overboard. He dies at the age of 42. So Jingyi Sao. That's the only explanation for him dying. Yeah, he just crazy. couldn't swim unless they were like in a battle and he got shot and fell overboard I, and drowned. Yeah, I don't but know, I, dude. I, I that's all it said is that he fell overboard. Bonkers. So his. His wife, Jingyi Sao, uh, without missing a beat, she takes over her husband's operation and has the full support of the fleet commanders. So, Jingyi Sao effectively takes command of the entire pirate confederation and a man by the name of Zhang Bao. Wait a minute. Did she push him off the boat? Maybe. maybe. minute she ended up in charge yeah and and without really any resistance to be honest that's what i'm saying i was like she had a plan for this yeah maybe there was a mutiny uh yeah you know what might you might have um so she takes over without missing a beat um and a man by the name of zhang bao is the commander of the red flag feet uh sorry not feet fleet um the red flag feet baby a little bit of a tarantino slip there yeah just just a smidge um so when she led the confederation i mean she fucking led the confederation it wasn't like oh she gave orders and mostly everyone listened but they would also go off and do their own thing absolutely not she was the head motherfucker in charge zhang bao the commander of the red fleet which is the uh main fleet that uh jing yi stayed on or jing yi sao stayed on uh, he would not do literally anything unless he consulted her about it first. Um, so, in 18... 18- hey, ma'am, can I take a shit? Yeah, go on. <laughs> you did you a good day's work. You get to remove your bowels. Um, so, in 1808, a year after she takes command, the Pirate Confeder- Confederation kicks their shit into overdrive. In September, Zhang Bao lures and ambushes a human... Uh, it's spelled H-U-M-E-N. Human? I don't human. know. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like who, and then men. Yeah, so he ambushes a Human uh, brigade general and completely decimates his fleet of thirty-five ships. A month later, Zhang Bao defeats a lieutenant colonel Lin Fa uh, east of Human Town. These two engagements alone cut the Chinese provincial fleet by half and cleared the way for the pirates to enter the Pearl River. Bonkers. Dude, crazy. I want to see a battle I would like love that, to see dude. An uh, authentic shit battle like that. Dude, oh man, it'd be so cool. That's one thing I really like. Um, I started the second book today of that uh, Sea of Time series. Oh, really? Or I think it's called The Emberverse. Uh, and it, I mean, it had like 
some boat stuff fighting and fucking fighting in and the bronze age but Dude. like with the iron age equipment it was oh so that's cool fucking, that so cool lit. I told you. On, I told lit. you on the stream, but uh, but not on the podcast. I joined a Facebook group called "We All Pretend." Oh yeah, we all pretend it's the Bronze Age, so everyone just makes posts about like selling copper and like fighting and stuff. Also, I try to start the book. The link, the the file you sent me, it won't. Like, I can't pull it up. Like, it won't. Really? Yeah, I can't. Like, on your Kindle? I don't. Or something? A Kindle? I don't have a Kindle. You don't have a Kindle? No. I can get you a different one. Maybe. Okay. Or would cool. a PDF be better? A PDF would be perfect. Okay, yeah, I can get that. Cool. So, um, so this, 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 uh, these victories, these two victories, you know, like I said, cut down the Chinese provincial fleet by half, and it also cleared the way for pirates to start making their way into the Pearl River. So, 1809 was even more eventful. In March, a provincial commander with around 100 ships under his command engages a small group of pirates near uh, Dawanshan uh, Island, Sorry, I had a cough. These, uh, so these pirates are getting attacked by this giant fleet of provincial ships. They call good old Jing Yi Sao for aid, and boy howdy, does she pull the fuck up. Before the battle begins, she takes command of the Red Flag Fleet and the White Flag Fleet and orders Zhang Bao to engage from the front with around 10 ships. Zhang Bao's lieutenants were ordered to outflank the commander from the sides, and then the leader of the White Flag Fleet was to cut them off at the rear, leading the provincial commander to getting absolutely fucking ass blasted. Um, they sick. destroyed all, fucking murdered all of them. Um, a God, a hundred ships. Oh, I Dude, I know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the water would be get. red with yeah. corpses. I, I'm, I'm sure they shit. fucking commandeered some of the ships, but damn, like, they didn't take, they were not in the business of taking prisoners. Um, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. not going to work. You, no, yeah, you just can't. You just, There's no reason for it. They have no, there's nothing that. They're not going to be a pirate, yeah. you know? After they got their ass beat, it's not gonna especially, happen. Especially like an adult, like you capture an adult and try to force them into piracy, it's just not gonna work. There I is, can see if you get like a good 13 year old to kidnap, they'd yeah. be excellent convert. Well, great, because that's kind of what happens in part of the story. Oh, uh, awesome. uh, so, uh, <laughs> I have a good eye. For yeah, that. right? Good eye for kidnapping, you know what I'm saying? I got uh, hit it right on the nose. Easily um, influenceable children. Yeah, easily influenceable <laughs> children. So though they were strong, the Confederation was not act- was not invincible. That same year, the Queen uh, the Queen Navy dealt a major blow to the pirates by killing Liang Bao uh, and destroying his White Flag fleet during a skirmish near uh, Zhuhai. Excuse me. Uh, the defeat of the White Flag fleet didn't come easy for the Navy, though, as they lost a brigade uh, a brigade general and twenty five ships to uh, Zhang Bao. Um, the destruction. So many ships. So many. I'm like, how, bro? That's threats. Oh my god! You yeah. know, it's just crazy. I mean, the 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 provincial uh, general got you know he got I guess his victory because he killed the commander of the White Flag Fleet, but the commander you know Zhang Bao of the Red Flag Fleet showed up and kicked his ass, made him leave. But the destruction of the White Flag Fleet didn't slow uh, Xing Yi Sao down one bit. In August of 1809, she orchestrated a massive raid. So, uh, this raid basically went like this. Zhang Bao would raid around uh, Dongguan with the Red Flag Fleet. Uh, Guo Padai, commander of the Black Flag Fleet, who joined the Confederation because um, 
uh, Jin Ying Sao's husband, before he died, had kidnapped him as a boy and forced him into the pirate life, and he became a super ruthless fucking oh. pirate. Yeah. So, um, he was commander of the Black Flag Fleet. Uh, he was sent to raid around uh, Shundei and Jing Ying Sao with her own personal fleet, not a part of the Pirate Confederation, just her own personal fleet like of ships. Just, yeah, these are my purses, bro. Don't yeah. touch them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they would raid around Jinghuai. So, Guai Padai spent six weeks with the Black Flag Fleet working their way through numerous waterways, laying waste to anything in their way, ultimately causing the deaths of around uh, 10,000 people in early September. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy, dude. 10,000 people. Dude, I, I didn't... I knew the pirates in China were on this level. Ruthless. I mean, trying to figure out what kind of ships they use. I know that the like the junkers. So I. The, so it's a lot of. of uh, they they would they would commandeer a lot of. Um, oh, I oh, they to... they were using the. They're they're called. Our word for them is junks, or I don't know if. That. Oh, it's it's from okay. That's just a coincidence. It's that it's that word. Oh, it's yeah. not like we're calling them shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just they have those really neat kind like the Chinese seals have those like accordion style kind of sails that are designed to be yeah. going like up rivers a lot better, and it's really cool. I just I wanted to see what kind of ships that she had. Are they like huge? You know, so they would they come look pretty goddamn uh, big. Fl- yeah, like freight ships. Um. And then I have uh, I have a couple names of the actual like oh so frigate ships, and then I'll get to the frigate. other one. Hold on, yeah, yeah, frigate. I sent you three body problems PDF by the way. Sweet, thank you. So uh, they went around and killed about ten thousand people in early September. Zhang Bao uh, completely destroyed a large town not far from Hu Min, killing around two thousand people. Um, by late October, the provincial fleet had recouped from getting their dicks kicked in the water by the pirates. They had recouped. They'd gotten together more ships, more men to take on the pirates. They were like, all right, let's fucking roll, boys. It's time to strike back and show these pirates who they're messing with. They got their shit railed again. Um, Zhang Bao on, uh, on the evening of October 22nd, brought his fleet to them and just decimated the provincial ships once more and was That's like, crazy. send him fucking home, dude. Uh, just how, dude, how fucking badass of a captain do you like, have to be? I'm like, to like, am I even in charge right now with all of these pirates just obliterating their Navy constantly? Not, not really, to be honest. <laughs> um, so uh, Chinese officials are not having a good time and really don't know what to do. So they reach out to the Portuguese empire and they're like, fucking please help us. We're getting our asses kicked. Uh, the Portuguese Empire is like, eh, I don't, I don't know. I don't give a what's shit. What's it? What's you know? What's how is that going to help me? But then they remember back to September fifth of eighteen oh nine when Jing Yi Sao captured one of their huge uh brig ships, and they were like, oh yeah, okay, wait, you know what? I guess we'll help. You know, we got to get some revenge on our part. So in early November of eighteen oh nine, Jing Yi Sao leaves the Pearl River with only a few ships and anchors in the Tongchung Bay. And on November 4th, the Portuguese send three ships uh, and a brig to antagonize Jing Ying Sao. She immediately calls uh, Zhang Bao for help, and he arrives the next day. But when he gets there, uh, the Portuguese had left. He shows up, and he's like, oh, they're fucking gone. We're good then. So after he, Yeah, exactly. So after they, he sees that they left, he docks his ship for repairs and maintenance. Unfortunately... 
Um, on the 8th, uh, six Portuguese ships consisting of, of one frigate and uh, five yeah. brigs show up. I don't give a fuck if it's frigate or frigate. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, sorry. Let me let me tell my story, you son of a bitch, without without your nautical knowledge, fucking impending and and peeing on my goddamn. Just talk about brigantines and frigates, bro. You know how I feel about a good brigantine. I know it's, you're on the same you're the same Square level. Square top claim. sail, double masted, yeah. fucking brigantine, bro. You know that's gonna in get you, me going. In your mind, planes are like here, ships are like. Oh, right, it's a right, right, oh, right they are. under it, dude. They really are. <laughs> I love aircraft carriers. I mean, truly the best in the sky. Yeah, aircraft (laughs) carriers, dude. Aircraft carriers are one of the most fascinating things. Uh, They are a constant in my mind. Um, So, unfortunately, on the eighth, the six six Portuguese ships show up, uh, consisting of a frigate and five brigs. Uh, They block the two. uh, They block Xing Ying Sao as well as Zhang Bao within the Tung Chung Bay. And on the twentieth, ninety-three ships show up from the provincial fleet and join the Portuguese blockade. So it's safe to say they're pretty fucking blocked into this bay right now. Yeah. So the pirates had made several attempts to counter counterattack and break through, but it didn't go as planned due to unfavorable winds. And on the 23rd... <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh, the wind's you, blowing, yeah, so can you imagine all over. <laughs> the, 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 one of the most pivotal... Uh, uh, factors of your battle is how the wind is blowing oh that would suck it would suck (laughs) that is not a problem yeah thank god so um on the 23rd the pirates managed to capture one ship from the provincial fleet and killed 74 the 74 men aboard soon after that the situation turns into a stalemate there's really nobody's moving they don't know what to do on the 28th frustrated with the lack of progress the provincial commander converts 43 of his ships into fire ships and sets them adrift uh, towards the old, the fucking pirates. Converts. <laughs> yeah, right? It just lights them on fire. I just lit them on fire. Yeah. yeah. Whether he got the men off or not, you know, I don't think he really gave know. a shit. Doesn't matter. So, Hey, guess um, what? Converted. Yeah. <laughs> you've been converted. Uh, he just, he's like on a ship across the room and he's like yelling at the captain. He's like, you've been converted and just like throws a torch over and sets his ship on fire. That's how I imagine it in my head, at least. But, uh, um, so frustrated with the lack of progress, he converts 43 of his ships into fire ships, sets them adrift towards the pirates. The pirates were like, what the fuck, you stupid idiots? As the, the, uh, they divert the ships, they tow them ashore, they extinguish the fires, and they break them apart for firewood. Um, so that didn't really work. So at nope. this, yeah, at this point, though, the winds had changed, and the pirates sent two of the fire ships back over to the Portuguese and the provincial fleet, setting two of their ships on fire, and on the 29th, Zheng Yisao and Zheng Bao, using the newly favorable wind to their advantage, break through the blockade and escape into the South China Sea. The provincial fleet lost three ships and 74 men, where the pirates had only lost 40 men and no ships. Damn. Yeah. They were good. They were really good at their job. good shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, things cannot last forever. And in 18... 18- I don't understand why anyone would want to be in the Navy. Uh, yeah, I absolutely not. Just go be a pirate. It, it sounds way better. I don't know. Maybe it was, back, it was like back in the day where people gave a shit about like their colony or province or whatever. And they're just like, I guess I got to go. Yeah, fight. maybe. That patriotism, brother. 
Um, so in 1810, we see the end of the Pirate Confederation. There are different speculations as to why the pirates surrendered, but in early 1810, the pirates began to realize that they held uh, pretty much so much power that they could negotiate a surrender uh, to the Guangdong government without punishment for their crimes or having to pay any reparations. Um, and they were like, yeah, let's do that. I mean, it, uh, it it sounds like an L kind of, but it's really smart. Like you can't be a pirate forever. You just can't like, it's just, no, it, they went it, legit. Yeah. So it, it's not plausible. So you better get out while you have the upper hand rather than wait for the winds to change and you lose your fucking head because you're going to get executed. It's either you get out now and don't face any crime, but you got to stop being a pirate a little bit earlier than you like. Or you stay a pirate, they get the upper hand, and they fucking take your head off. Uh, you know, pick your poison. Yeah. So, Guangdong was so desperate to end the ass-kicking the pirates were handed them that they were immediately ready to legitimize their power in exchange for their retirement. So, another speculation uh, is basically that, you know, what I said above was happening. The tides were turning against Jing Yixiao and the Confederation uh, and the leader of the Black Flag Fleet would no longer support her or Zhang Bao because at the time, uh, Zhang Yingxiao and Zhang Bao were like a couple, basically. Um, they got together fairly soon after her husband died. So maybe it was some kind of mutiny because he was yeah. the acting captain as the Red Flag Fleet. Dude, and when her husband uh, died, he became the official captain of the Red Flag Fleet. How about that? So there might be actually something there. Um, so it's it speculated that the leader of the Black Flag Fleet uh, would no longer support her, Zhang Bao, during the battle uh, at Tunchung Bay, and later openly battled Zhang Bao near uh, Human. So uh, Guil Padai would officially surrender to the Viceroy, which is basically like the governor of a country who rules as a representative of a king, um, of Guang. Uh, there's a lot, dude. So something about yes. the Chinese names really fucking has thrown me for a loop here. Yeah, I was, I was it's impressed how many you I'm have. Trying, huh? Yeah, I'm trying. So basically, good. basically, uh, Guo Padai he surrenders to this viceroy um, by the name of Bai Ling, and on January 13 of 1810, he was rewarded the rank the rank of sub lieutenant. So, anyways, this the 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 consensus was that it was ba- a number of things compiled together is what led the pirates to being like, all right, we're kind of done here. Let's move on. Uh, so the pirates wanting to get out while the getting was good. The provincial fleet started getting reinforced by the Portuguese and the British and actively began hunting the pirates supply lines. It was just time to fucking exit. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, there was, it can't it, be an enemy of everybody all the yeah, time. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a good business much longer. Um, so with Miguel Jose de Ariaga, a Portuguese magistrate acting as a mediator, Zhang Ying Sao, Zhang Bao and Bai Ling, uh, officially met on Zhang Bao's flagship uh, in February 21st of 1810. Negotiations didn't start great. Bai Ling refused Zhang Xingxiao and Zhang Bao's demand of retaining 5,000 subordinates and 80 ships for entering the salt trade business and joining the anti-pirate campaign on the western, uh, in western Guangdong. He wasn't about that. He was like, fuck you guys, you're not getting any of that shit. And yeah. the conversation just ceased. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like that was like not a bad like that wasn't a I mean to thing make to them ask. hunt other pirates seems kind of crazy. Well, I was like you're kind of pushing it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess cuz I mean I feel like that was that was her 
that was her leverage of being like, you let me keep 5,000 men and 80 ships to enter the salt trade, and I will actively go hunt other pirates for you. I'm the best fucking pirate you've ever seen. Let me go hunt other pirates. I feel like that was her way to like balance out yeah. what she was asking for. I don't think it was that bad of a, of a ask, I guess, but I think maybe what happened was... Uh, <laughs> By Lang thought, you know, was in a group of in this group of people doing the negotiations with the media mediator from Portugal, uh, uh, from Portugal, and was basically like, I'm not going to look weak and give her what she wants. Fuck you. I'm out because um, they did not reach an agreement and basically parted ways near the end of the day. About 10 British ships sailed past the pirate fleet and this spooked Zhang Bao and he thought it was some kind of trap and he took off. Um, so on April 17th, Jing Ying Sao, uh, looking to break the current deadlock in negotiations, personally led a delegation of 17 women and children to Yamin, which is basically, uh, to the Yamin at, uh, Guangzhou, which is basically an administrative building in, uh, Guangzhou and negotiated with Bai Ling herself, where they would apparently, you know, they yielded to her commands at that point. So when she showed up by herself and wasn't with, you know, didn't have a mediator or Zheng Bao was with her, she showed up by herself, they, I guess, came to an agreement. So that part of me thinks that, like, he wasn't willing to make a deal that, that, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, that demeaning in, you know, in person, in front of everybody. Yeah, that's uh, just right. my, 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 losing uh, face. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, keeping, yeah, saving face. But uh, basically, he yielded her commands on April 20th, 1810. Zhang Yingxiao and Zhang Bao officially surrendered to Bai Ling near uh, Furong... Oh, my God. Hold on. Furongsha? Whatever. That's what, I, that's what I'm calling fuck it. it. Yeah, fuck it. Which is near what is now... I, do this I am covering a French dude next week, and it's going to be it's a gonna, disaster. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> I looked up how to pronounce his name, and I was uh, like, ah, oh, Nope, crying. nope. Uh, <laughs> but they they surrender near uh, Frangsha, which is what is now uh, Guzaiwan. Uh, she surrendered with 17,318 pirates... 226 ships, 1,315 cannons, and 2,798 assorted weapons. Um, that's, that's That has to be... Wait, are they including swords in that count? That know. seems low. I, I'm like, you're telling me there was not even one sword and cannon per yeah, pirate? Yeah, I think, that, I don't think they were... I don't think they were... Uh, they're like, uh, they're like, here's all of our guns. Yeah. And they're, they're like, wait, what? Are wait, you sure? Wait, they're yeah. like, yep, yep that's all of them. them. Every single one. We every, only had one for every fifth pirate. <laughs> um, so, Jing uh, Ying Sao also surrendered with 24 ships and 1,433 pirates under her personal command. Um, so, Zhang Bao was awarded the rank of lieutenant and was allowed to retain a private fleet of 20 to 30 ships. Zhang Ying Sao was also given permission to officially marry Zhang Bao. Uh, Zheng Yingxiao and her crews were pardoned, and the men received pork, wine, and money. And Zheng Bao would go on to keep kicking ass by defeating the blue, fang, the blue flag fleet led by Wu Xier. Zheng Bao and Zheng Yingxiao would later be transferred to Minyan, Fujian, where Sao gave birth to a son, which I believe was her third child. She had two 
with her previous husband, Zheng Yi. Um, in 1822, Zheng Bao, age 36, died near Penghu while serving as a colonel. Zheng Yingxiao returned to Guangdong with her son in 1824, and in 1844, she dies at the age of 68 or 69, uh, where she had spent the, the remainder of her life uh, as a proprietor, as the proprietor of an infamous gambling house somewhere in Guangdong. And that is the Bro. story of fucking she just pirate. She bent. She made the Chinese government bend Dude. the knee and then yeah. got to retire. Yep. That's not face. a common pirate no. ending face at no, all. No repercussions whatsoever. A good amount of pirates usually um, die. They just yeah, die. They do not live. <laughs> That's how that ends for them. They don't get to grow old and become a proprietor of an elite, of a gambling house. Or a gambling boathouse, uh, basically. No, yeah. no, that's fucking badass. It's crazy, right? It's I fucking had, sick. I had a friend who studied China in college and then went to China, and he told me some of that story. I didn't really remember much of it, and it's pretty, it's pretty bonkers. The yeah. scale of it is unreal. Cannot even fathom watching a, a, a battle of a thousand ships on the water. Um, <sighs> or, or a raid that kills 10,000 people. How far away you gotta be for that to be safe? I don't know. know. Yeah, exactly. Animals be flying all over the uh, goddamn place. Be nuts. Um, that was a good one. I like that story. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you for choosing one that has so many Asian names. Fucking complicated name. I was like writing this down. I was like, this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. You're like, this is fuck. Yeah, I was like, and then. I think, I don't know, I thought you did fine on the Asian names, but I'm, like, harassing you about the boat names. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, there were, there were like, a ton of other names, too, that were in the story, but I was, like, I'm like, not, I'm yeah, I was, like, I can't, I'm not putting all these in there, and it, it, they weren't, like, super significant, it was, like, the commander of, like, the other, you know, I got most of the fleets commander yeah. down, but, like, other than that, I was, like, I'm not, I'm not going into the other shit, I can't do it. Uh, so I am wanted to stretch the season some more. Uh, you know, we're just trying to find people who are relentless in their pursuits of whatever. You got a pirate. I choosing someone who's relentlessly themselves. Nice. And nobody on this fucking planet ever stopped them from being themselves. I'm gonna cover uh Thomas Corbett. And good news, guys, it's in the 1800s. Nice. So it's great. It's, it's gonna be great. Always Looney Tunes. So he was born in London in January 29th, 1832, but he moved to his family or moved with his family to New York City at the age of eight. And um, like a lot of immigrants in the area at the time, they moved around a lot until they finally decided to stay in Troy, New York, on the east side of the state. Uh, so not much is known about his early life because it was 200 years ago and he didn't do anything cool back then. So yeah. no one wrote anything down about his whole life. So we're just skip to his late adolescence, which in the 1800s mean he's a full grown man. Uh, as a grown ass teen man, um, he started an apprenticeship as a milliner or more commonly known as a hatter. Nice. If you know, yes, sir. A, a, the Hatter, the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland was based on the stereotype of hatters at the time being batshit insane from constant exposure to mercury fumes Hell used yeah. in the leather processing. Um, too much mercury exposure can lead to twitching, hallucinating, and psychosis. That's probably going to come up later in this story, gang. Nice. So he worked for a while as a hatter, moved back to New York to get married, and have a child. And in typical 1800s fashion, his wife and child just fucking die in childbirth. They, you know, happens to the you'll get of that. Us. You will have that, that on the big jobs. You'll have that on the big jobs. Give me an air um, horn for- And he responds, 
I was oh, gonna say, I was gonna say give me an air horn for the that, but I I recant my statement. That might, <laughs> that might not go over well. So I will air horn for infanticide. Gotta go ahead and not do that. Yeah, he responds to this catastrophe in an equally typical 1800s fashion of becoming a raging alcoholic. Nice. You know, what? A, can't blame him, you know? Uh, can't hold down a job doing, uh, being, or due to being slightly mercury insane and drunk all the time, so he becomes homeless. Destitute, he walks the streets drunk as sin until one day as a Methodist street preacher, uh, one day a Methodist street preacher persuades him to join the church. I get the impression that they told him to go to a church so he will stop being at the corner because he took to the fucking street preaching fast. Oh. He was like all over it. Every time they said something, he'd be like, praise God. Yeah. Oh, right God. Yeah. All things and they were like, oh, oh, yeah. How about you go praise God in a church? In a church. You're kind get of going on the corner right yeah, now. Yeah, get off the fucking street corner. We got like newspaper kids who got to sell shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got six-year-olds who got a job to support yeah. today. <laughs> Uh, Corbett takes to it like a pig in mud and gets baptized and stops drinking instantly, changing his name to Boston in honor of the city where he was converted and to mark his transformation as a new man. I will swing wildly between all three of his names with no pattern to it. That's love it. my toxic trait about note-taking. We love it. Uh, he, he was a bit of a nut, uh, so he grew out his hair say. to... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, to, he grew out his hair specifically to imitate Jesus. Nice. And back then, having... Long hair as a man was gayer no, than the $3 yeah, bill. I mean, my God. Cannot People would be allowed to execute you yeah, on, on site for your womanly long yeah. hair. <laughs> he was so enthusiastic at the church meetings that he regularly attended, he gained the nickname of the Glory to God Man, which I did, did not get the feeling was um, appreciative. No. I think he... He said it a lot at church is the feeling I was getting. They just you know, like, he's just like, God. anytime, I'm sure anytime the pastor said something, he was like, glory, glory to God. God. Yeah. And everybody at church was like, Jesus, Jesus shut Christ, the don't fuck say, don't up. Don't you fucking say yeah. it. Don't you fucking say it. Uh, the idea of Christians being annoyed by someone loving God so much is just fucking hilarious to me. I was like, this guy is the best. He's, he's vibing. He's thriving. He's in his own lane. Dude, he goes bullying. back. He's feeling so good. He goes back to working as a hatter. Oh, awesome. God. Great. He's going to get better. <laughs> uh, oh, he goes back in downtown Boston in 1857. Hell of a hatter, uh, but also a bit of a preacher. And he would stop to pray and sing for his coworkers who profaned in his presence. <laughs> I would be pissed Ugh. off. I would be pissed <laughs> off, dude. Like, honestly, like. He stopped working to be like, yeah, to just sorry start, that you said shit. Yeah. Like, oh, my Fucking God. Fucking preaching and singing, my guy, I would lose my mind. I couldn't do it. So, naturally, this pursuit of proselytization becomes a passion that turned him into a street preacher. Uh, I tried to write that with more P's, but I, I couldn't yeah, jam him in there. Uh, sometime about a year later of Hatton and preaching, a couple of fine young local sex workers proposition for a wee bit of fuck fuck. Nice. And he says, um, no, thank you. That's disgusting. <laughs> Deeply disturbed, he goes straight home to his boarding house and starts reading the Gospel of Matthew. I think it was chapters 18 and 19, if that's what they call them. Uh, and then as a result of something in one of those chapters, he does the natural 
logical conclusion after being propositioned by a sex worker, he castrates himself with a pair of scissors to avoid sexual temptation. Nice. Yeah, that and remain gone, holy. That could have gone anyway because he's a man of the 1800s. So I was thinking he, he could have murdered those I women. Say, he I could, think he was going <laughs> to go back and kill him. Because like, how dare you? Like, is he going to burn it down? Yeah. Is he gonna burn, is oh, gonna he's going to cut his balls off. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. cut his balls off. Um, he then ate some dinner and went to a prayer meeting and then sought medical treatment. Uh, he's As like, uh, guys, I also want to put my name in for the prayers. I am bleeding yeah, seriously profusely right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, he's making a mess in the base right now. Yeah. They're going to need to mop and bleach. Yeah, everything, so, dude. Self-castrated, zealously religious, and mercury insane, Boston, Boston Corbett enlists in the army. <laughs> nice, dude. That's the way to go. When you're, when you're fucking straight-up pants-grabbing crazy, that's where you go. Is the they're like, actually, we love you. Yeah. yeah you would be you're in, perfect. You're, you're goddamn infantry is yeah, what you are. You're going to kill people for the Lord? Get over here. Despite having all the essential traits of an excellent sh- soldier, he ran into a bit of trouble in the military. Um, although I previously believed this to be required, his practice of constantly carrying a Bible with him did not exactly abide by military regulations. I was like, is it in his pocket while he's yeah, doing drill? Or is he like, <laughs> you, yeah, say, it, what the fuck it, are you doing? Is he out reading it while he's like firing? He's just got it in one yeah. hand. Uh, John Brown style. Yeah, at dude, all times. yeah. Uh, so um, the... Carrying a Bible did not abide by military regulations, and neither did the arguments that he constantly had with his superiors or the repeated unauthorized prayer meetings that he just, they could not get him to stop having. The man needed to pray and meet about it. Yeah. These um, arguments uh, with superiors even went so far as admonishment. He would lambast officers who would take the Lord's name in vain. Um, As I understand it, and this is a bit of a military tradition, they swear quite a bit. Um, and one time he lights into a Colonel Daniel Butterfield, a future civil war general who wrote taps just Damn. A fun story. Yeah. This guy, you know, a guy, Damn. um, he, so he gets in it with Colonel that did not go great. So he gets his ass thrown in the guardhouse for a few days, Nice. still refusing to apologize. And in a further show of defiance and what really to me cemented them as a, a truly relentless individual is he spent his time in jail singing hymns as loud as fucking possible. To God fucking- damn. This dude really was the was the absolute fucking He's insufferable. Insufferable, man. Good like, God. Boston, please. Chill out. Give it a rest, my dude. Due to his refusal to listen to orders and just generally being a lunatic in a disciplined military, he was court-martialed promptly and sentenced to a summary execution by firing squad. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was it? Shooting that- a mentally ill man yeah. for being weird is very on-brand for in, the U.S. military. However, religions. someone must have... Yeah, someone must have mentioned maybe his previous job as a hatter. Yeah. Uh, because his sentence was reduced and they just kicked him out by August of 1863. Nice. nice. Uh, probably immediately started posting all over the internet about what a badass he was in the military. Oh, of course. He went all over the world. Decorated dude. his house to look like a Union Army tent. You know how it is. Yes, sir. Uh, words can't bring down Boston Corbett, and he doesn't fucking quit. So what does he do? Re-enlists in the army. Oh, he's like, he goes, that's how it is back then. He went to a different town in New York, and he's like, I'm enjoying the army. And they're like, hell yeah, soldier, yeah. come on in. You know, uh, this like, time he joins. He oh, told what? he told somebody he was just like they keep pulling me back in. They yeah, I, I tried to get out. They <laughs> they're like they can't go on without me. Yeah. They need me in this war, brothers. 
Uh, this time he joins the cavalry regiment, and it goes better this time because he and he must have learned a lesson or two because he actually ends up fighting. And in June of the next, or maybe they just sent him to die, and they hated him. Yeah, you know, like, this dude's got to fucking go. They're like, "You're a frontline material. I, yep. you don't need a, you don't even need any more training. Get yep. right out there, bud. Fucking just um, right on the front lines, buddy." Oh, actually, and he gets captured in June of next year, so he makes almost a year in his new regiment. Um, and the, yeah, but he's captured by the Confederates in combat and held prisoner for five months. Uh, Corbett himself. Uh, this is a testament to how relentless he is. Dude, he was the last been... of his unit to be captured. Oh, really? Damn. I was, was about to say, that must have been an insufferable five months for those Confederate soldiers. Oh, <laughs> dude. Fuck I'll it. get to that, yeah, actually. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> after most had surrendered, um, he was the last one. He kept shooting. He said he fired a whopping 18 bullets, which back then was That's like a lot, 10 dude. minutes yeah, of gunfire. Yeah. That dude was dropping. Uh, they were bags. like, wow, this guy's pace is crazy. Yeah, by, by definition, that man was mag dumping into the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Confederates were actually so impressed with them that they didn't execute him for being such a twat. They were like, all right, man, holy shit. Yeah. That's, you got nuts. Yeah, you got the shit, man. Um, You're just crazy. It's just him being fucking pants crapping crazy. Yeah, he's like, I'm surrounded by demons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was on the way to the camp that he would spend his five months in. It's actually famously one of the worst uh, camps in the Civil War. Um, Boston really cemented himself as a truly relentless individual. As yeah. about 2,000 Union prisoners were being unloaded from a train, a bunch of them ran to this trench full of water because they hadn't drank in like basically a day. The Confederates push them back, and one guy's like, nah, dude, I'm filling my canteen. He goes up to start filling it, and Confederates shoot him in the arm with a shotgun, blast him full of buckshot. There you go. Uh, the dude's thirsty as fuck now, dying. They, you know, they lay him out under a tree to just die. I don't – that's how – they said they laid him out under a tree. I was like, is anyone taking care no. of him? No. I can't. no They're man. like, shoot, man, you got lead poisoning, yeah. and you're going to die. Official uh, cause so, of death, lead poisoning. Um, he, yeah, that's called tri- uh, Civil War triage. Yeah. Is what I wrote that down. They're like, ooh, that looks gross. Go put him over under the tree. Um, so he's begging for water, thirsty as hell from all the blood pouring out of his body. And so our boy Boston proceeds forward to the trench under the constantly yelled threats of death and fills his canteen to give to the wounded man. Nice. In front of everybody. The nice. Union soldiers all around applaud his bravery. This is a real story from not Corbett. So this is real. That's Damn. cool as fuck. And uh, Corbett was like, this is just what you do. I could totally see him not understanding that he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> like, that he'd even risk his life. Yeah. Like, they were going to fucking shoot him. He was oblivious. Like, what? Uh-uh. Yeah, what are you talking about? I was just filling up my canteen, Like, he was dog. thirsty. Yeah. So, oblivious. After he's exchanged in November 1864, I cannot believe the Union took him back, uh, he gets admitted to a hospital to recover from the terrible conditions of his imprisonment, and he gets a promotion. Damn. After the war, he actually then testifies... He personally testifies against Henry Wirtz, the commandant of the prison that Corbett was in, which helped to submit a war crimes conviction that got him executed. So, like, it was, Damn. like, dude, crazy shit. So then Corbett's story is not even over I w- I would like at to, all. I would like to imagine that he gets promoted and, like, taps guys, like, don't I fucking know you? Like, <laughs> <"What the fuck?"> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, um... This is like the middle of his story. So, because Damn. in April of 1865, his unit gets called up to apprehend a dangerous actor. 
John Wilkes Booth because oh. he had just fucking shot the president. Damn, uh, Abraham Lincoln for our Finnish users. If you don't know uh, uh, American history, yeah. John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln. Uh, he had specific orders not to kill him. They wanted to capture him, figure out the conspiracy behind the assassination. Uh, just two days after being called up, the regiment surrounds Booth in a barn and with alongside an accomplice that isn't famous enough to name. And um, they, that dude pusses out immediately, surrenders. And Booth is like, I will not be taken alive. So they do the cl- the, the old Civil War shakeup. The, they learned this one from the South. And they just lit the barn on yeah. fire. They Smoke call it the out. Sherman special. Yeah. Uh, Corbett would later claim that he personally saw Booth raise his carbine to shoot. So Booth shoots him in the back of the head with a big fucking Navy Colt Navy revolver. The bullet goes through his neck, smashes three vertebrae, and paralyzes him instantly. Wait, wait, wait the wait, wound wait. was actually Booth, Booth shoots Corbett. Corbett. No, oh. Corbett shoots Booth okay, in the back of the head. You, yeah, okay. You said Booth. You said Booth raised oh, okay, his revolver and, yeah. and shot. Corbett. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Okay, it's, cool. It's all the B name. Yeah, it was no, in my yeah, notes like that. Trust me, uh, I completely yeah. understand how the name <laughs> thing is. Yeah, no, I just wanted to make uh, make sure. Um, Damn. the wound was actually nearly identical to Lincoln's, Dude, which is a bizarre sense of irony. Uh, except Lincoln was knocked unconscious after his bullet, and Booth was not. Ooh. So laying on the ground, paralyzed, begging, he begged for water that he could not swallow on account of the bullet that paralyzed him. Um, and he has to be rotated to his side, which still apparently hurt a lot. Um, and in classic old timey healthcare, they just sat there while he begged them to kill him. Yeah, uh, like- until. Uh, he uh, his last words were asking. They asked him them to show him his hands because he couldn't feel them and they like held it up to him and his last words were saying useless <laughs> useless <laughs> useless dies that's how he dies uh, of like wow that is miserable that sounds yeah it that took him it took two awful. hours two he bled hours. out for two hours holy fuck uh, bro the colonel uh, figures out that booth couldn't have shot himself and he's like okay who did this <laughs> and our boy boston corbett steps up and the colonel's like why did you do this and corbett's like because god told me to that's like god damn it that's the worst thing he could have yeah, said you could have said you could have literally just been like he raised his rifle and they'd be like all right just, open and shut case right there self-defense um he was court-martialed, uh, but he says that he had only meant to injure and not kill. He said that Booth like had like bent down a little at that moment, and it hit him. I was like, dude, wherever you were going to hit him was going to fuck him yeah. up. I don't, <laughs> Royally, don't injure. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, but he's like, oh, I didn't mean to. And the attorney general's like, sick. I mean, you killed a piece of shit and saved us a bunch of money. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah. So he just dismisses the case. He was celebrated as a local hero and asked for autographs, and he was given a portion of the reward money for because uh, the award was one hundred thousand dollars back then. God damn! For capturing Booth, but he shot Booth in yeah. the back of the head. I guess uh, so they gave him sixteen hundred dollars, which I, I think is so funny. How but, much is a hundred thousand dollars in old timey money? I don't know, but the sixteen hundred bucks would have been twenty nine thousand dollars now. Okay, so. I mean, he got 1%, so like $3 million is what that reward would have been for Booth. Something like that. 1600 uh, But yeah, he uh, he got twenty nine grand when the annual salary was the modern equivalent of four grand. Oh. So like, you know, he, I mean, he got a good amount of money. Yeah, he did. Um, 
I just think it's so funny. They're like, for shooting the man in the head you were supposed to capture alive, you get 1.6% of the reward money. Yeah, fucking... I, I, mm. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah, you oh my fucked God. it up, my dude. Um, what? So you said it was 1600s? Uh, no, no. It was the Civil War. He. It was $1,600 was how much he got, which is 29000 oh. The original full award was a hundred thousand dollars in 1865 okay yeah i was like that doesn't sound right no um and oh yeah you put you run in how much the hundred grand is yeah and you said 1865 one 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 hundred thousand doll hairs in eight should be like three million right something like that uh one hundred thousand 1865 is equivalent purchase power to about 1.8 million today Oh, okay. Oh, oops. Yeah. All right. I get. It. I see what I was doing. I was doing it with the twenty nine thousand. I mean, wow. That's still, actually that's, a lot. That's yeah. That's still quite a bit of fucking money. But it's dude, a, we uh, always shoot the people who shoot presidents. Yeah. We constantly do yeah. that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We never ask them anything because every fucking black. every guy every guy who gets the opportunity opportunity to shoot your president's assassin is going to take it. They're not going to. Although not. the guy who shot. Uh, fucking lee harvey oswald was just working for the government yeah that's true. definitely murdered that dude <laughs> uh, so after things settled down um oh oh wait so in modern times there's actually a little bit of doubt slash a lot if he actually even fired his gun it was never inspected and the which i'm confused because he basically he didn't say that he did it until anyone asked the farmer and the little and the boy who owned the barn were, I guess they were just right there because they were both like, Booth didn't raise his gun. Dude, I'm like, were you, could you see him? What I, were you? That's so I, dangerous. Yeah, what? No, I was like, what it's, the fuck dude, are you doing? it's the fucking 1800s. They were front and center. They probably had guns too. They were like, they probably, up, yeah. yeah. They were part of the shooting uh, party. So uh, the gun that he used to shoot Booth uh, was never inspected and then lost. And um, the farmer who owned the joint said that they didn't see him raise the gun. And he only said that he fired it when the guy was like, who fucking shot Booth? Um, So I I don't understand why. Maybe I should have done better research, but I was confused. I was actually thinking about this earlier. I was like, well... I mean, someone shot him. Yeah, he, there. No one's justifying that he killed himself. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I'm also, also, I, I do like the idea that maybe someone else shot him, and they're like worried they might get in trouble. They and Corbett's anything. like, I did yeah, it. It He's was like, me. Okay. Yeah, that person was like, fuck? thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, he's like, you know what? I might go to church. <laughs> I mean, but ultimately, ultimately, it paid off for him to to be like, I did it. It was me. Because he got money out of it, and yeah. he, like, is a famous kinda. guy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. kind of. He got some money, but he's, so, still, he's got a lot of fame for, for it. After uh, things settled down, he's discharged from the Army next the next year, and he moves back to Boston to continue his career as a Mercury inhaler God and a churchgoer. I know, dude. I'm like, I wish he could do anything yeah, any, Literally anything else but make hats, my boy. Like, you're, you're so fucking Eventually, rock hard for Jesus. Go work at the church, dude. Like, do something. Please. Just stop inhaling Mercury. Yeah, good fucking God. Uh, eventually, hot hatting in Boston kind of da- uh, died down. He moved to Connecticut and then New Jersey, just working where he could, street preaching in between. As a testament to the indefatigable, uh, the unstoppability of his spirit, he could um, not be stopped. 
uh, praying at yeah. work about people swearing. He so that didn't do wonders for his career. He was imagine. not well liked at the office. Cannot imagine. Um, they, they nobody invited him to a work lunch. You know, yeah, it, nah. it's like Jesus. That dude, ate if lunch we say alone. one fucking word, it's gonna turn into a whole prayer yeah, song, whole fucking preach fest. So uh, he tried to make money as Lincoln's Avenger by giving speeches with lantern slides, but he was never asked back because his speeches were fucking cuckoo bananas on account of all of the mercury inhalation. Uh, I like to think of it as Frank giving that tour to the Chinese tourists, and it's always sunny. (laughs) I like to bang a lot of whores. Uh, it was around this time that Corbett was reported by friends to become increasingly paranoid that yeah. Wilkes supporters high up in the government were hellbent on revenge, and that's why he couldn't keep a job. He started becoming so worried he was being pursued that he often brandished a pistol at really anyone he thought was suspicious. And As you do. He, yes. Uh, in his defense, I found some evidence that indicated he did receive fairly poor treatment on the regular. Uh, one fellow soldier claimed to see some of the dozens of angry letters Corbett received about shooting John Wilkes Booth and saw his poor treatment on the streets. I mean, half the country wanted yeah, slaves. Yeah. So they I weren't could, like stoked that I he could, shot fucking I could, Booth. I could definitely see that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, there was a whole war about it. So I could, a hundred percent. There's a whole, we're still about to do another. Yeah. One. yeah. Um, <laughs> no shit. At a soldier's reunion, um, he attended uh, that he went to, someone doubted that Booth was even killed, which naturally resulted in Corbett drawing down his, his pistol and aiming it at this man. As and he was did. asked politely to leave. All right. Well. Uh, he, he moved to Kansas to become a homesteader where he worked as a preacher and made a dugout home and brandished his gun when a ch- child walked on his uh, property. Not kidding. Hell yeah. Then he eventually, someone uh, kind of felt bad for him, wanted to put him up. They got him elected as the assistant doorkeeper, whatever the fuck that job is yeah, in the, the Kansas house, of, uh, house of reps. And uh, he was known for often brandishing his <laughs> revolver. <laughs> kind of his thing. In the point. state house, uh, dude. Uh, so he had a really hard time in Kansas. A letter showed him pleading for more disability benefits, saying that he hadn't earned $20 in five years of manual labor. And he actually dug his own grave and told a neighbor to bury it, bury him in it if he died. Which, Damn. like, dude, the, the Kansas saga, this made me kind of sad. Like, yeah, the imagine him great. in his, his dirty little dugout in the hills by like by himself. You know, not well. He's sick. He's asking the government for more support because he can't get a job because he, I mean, it's not actually the government's fault that he's yeah, insane. But to be but, fair, but you know, he's a veteran. He yeah. served. I mean, Andy fucking was a POW. He, like yeah, shit. He fucking did his time. He did his time. Yeah, so. and you know, like I don't know. It's just sad. It was really sad. Uh, and like him, him digging his own grave. I, and just like you know, knocking on the neighbor's door to be like, "Hey, man, bury me in it if I die." Yeah, like, that's uh, that's pretty that's fucking just... brutal. One month into the job uh, as the assistant doorkeeper at Kansas House of Reps, Gorbett got a- arrested after a particularly bad day of p- paranoia that had resulted in him brandishing his revolver. There it is, uh, and he was declared insane and committed to an asylum. Oh, that's the worst. Um, he escaped. He escaped on horse just a few months later while the inmates were exercising outside. He stole a mailman's horse. Uh, I thought it was so funny that if he is the only person on a horse, he's just free. Yeah. You know, like everybody just (laughs) watching him. Uh, Yeah. What are you going to (laughs) do? 
he's just gone now. Yeah, that's uh, fucking hilarious. He just has to be a little faster than Dude, everybody else. I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine getting fucking admitted to uh, asylum in this time in period. Was dude, worse than <sighs> damn near close to being a POW. Like I, can and I only... imagine most of them were veterans too. Yeah, or, oh, or yeah. hat makers. Yeah, but, yeah, like yeah. Sometimes both. Yeah, uh, so he escaped, Told he goes to Nebraska, he tells his friend in Nebraska that he was going to Texas, and he was never seen again. Damn. However, it is widely believed that he instead moved to Minnesota, where he was presumably killed in the infamous Great Hinkley Fire of 1894 that burned 300 square miles and killed nearly 500 people. Damn. Uh, which, to me, I was like, cemented him as the fucking... Mercury poisoned Forrest Gump of the Civil yeah, War. No his life, this guy's life touched so many weird historical moments. I was like, what the fuck? That's fucking insane. Like, he met like multiple Civil War generals. He shot John, John Wilkes, Wilkes Booth. Booth. Yeah. You know, like he fucking, he was at a, a famous fire in Minnesota. Like, Crazy fucking life. Crazy that dude, life. Yeah, that is uh, uh, fucking that's the, that's the story of Austin Corbett. He is not um, well-treasured. He is not well-remembered. Uh, he probably should have shot John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. So, I, you know, it wasn't quite good that he did. So, like, I don't know. He, he's a really kind of tragic figure. In, yeah, in the not, a, not a great ending either. Like, just fucking... No, no. Obviously... He, he probably burned to death in a yeah, fire. Yeah, and, like, just being insane from probably having PTSD and also fucking, you know, inhaling mercury. Mercury poisoning. Yeah, so, like... The story about the fire was grim, too, is, like, um... He was old at this time. Like he was, I mean, well, I guess when was he born? 1830. So yeah, he was in his 60s. I mean, in, in the 1890s. Yeah, that's, that yeah you're like 90. 104. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and uh, they they were all running from the fire and he just, he wasn't fast enough because he was old. I was like, fuck, oh, dude, brutal. that is horrible. That is mad, brutal. Um, and uh, in like 2011, a small Boy Scout troop built a roadside sign to honor Boston Corbett, and that's pretty much his legacy. At this Damn, point, to be honest, a fucking roadside sign I, by the Boy in Scouts. Kansas. They were in Kansas because you know he. I don't know. It's it's. <sighs> He was himself, you know? The man was himself. Yeah. He, he never wavered. Unapologetically it's really sad. himself. I can respect that. Yeah. But him singing the hymns in the fucking guardhouse, I was like... I, I was thinking about that. I was like, I bet prison camp wasn't shit to that no dude. fuck I, no dude fuck <laughs> they no. were like we cannot bring yeah, this motherfucking we know, spirit for shit not, not for shit dude I mean that's pretty much like once you if 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 the people in the POW camps cannot break you, you've kind of just won. Like you're you going won. through some heinous yeah. shit, but like you've won. They're like you're you've pissed and him off. I you know, I'm glad that he made it through the war. Yeah. You know, I'm like I don't know. His uh, nobody killed him. I yeah. was glad. You know, none of Booth's supporters did. Like yeah. and ultimately he died to like what's effectively a natural disaster. Uh-huh. Happens all the time back and, then. And but and and the Confederate soldiers, but, and, and that's that's to be fair, not one hundred percent confirmed, but yeah. it's pretty likely. Yeah, like likely. they found a, a a person that had settled in the area. Someone kind of knew him. He matched up with all the timelines, and there was like the name Thomas Corbett was listed among the dead. Uh, so they were okay. like, it's probably yeah. that fucking dude. I mean, and the fact that like the Confederate soldiers, like he gave them such a fucking run for their money, just 
in his last yeah that they, they didn't were, yeah they, they like, didn't execute him like fucking yeah, like, i can't kill we can't kill that guy that dude's a fucking warrior and like so He's i mean too badass yeah uh, fucking annoying he honestly was yeah, annoying, annoying. But dude was. He's like that coworker that's like really zealous about their job, but they do a good yeah, job. They're so really like, good at what they do. So you're like, fuck, bro. Like, you piss me off, but keep doing you. I respect me. the hell out of it. Respect yeah. the hell so out of it. That's yeah. Boston Corbett. Damn, that's crazy. That's a fucking banana story, dude. That's yeah, his story, he didn't have as good of an ending as your lady no, did. No. She just yeah, won, she dude. Got free, man. <laughs> fucking lived her life. I'll be if, like, fucking, uh, on my phone oh yeah that would be like if uh al capone just like got in a gun battle with the national guard and then they're like all right you win you, win. you know what do you want done yeah what do you want yeah disband your crime organization will give you whatever I you guess want that's pretty much exactly what happened in mexico with the yeah with el chapo's son yeah. yeah dang weird crazy yeah yeah, so we're actually the, talking the, about the cartel as pirates too. That yeah. adds up a lot. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of parallels going on here. Yeah, um, fucking the world's a crazy place, man. It is a, a fascinating and fucking crazy place. I'm trying to make good stories. Um, also, that guy cut his own balls off with scissors. Crazy. Also insane. Oh my. God. Yeah. Also Look fucking it. insane. This. Wow. Couldn't pay me enough. Could not pay me oh. enough. Um. Do you have a recommendation for the week? Uh, I was thinking about recommending the movie I watched. I told you about Endless. Uh, you said, but you 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 have oh. to you have to tell me tell them what the other movie was they should watch too that goes along with it. Uh, I didn't know what there was were it two called? of them. It was called Endless, the movie that I watched. Oh yeah. So okay, and this is I don't know how to do this. So Endless chronologically is. Kind of a sequel to the movie Resolution that came out in 2012. Okay. But you can watch them in separate order. You can watch them in the other order, and it would make them really different. It would, like, to me, it was really cool because it kind of ties in to the first movie. I was like, oh, shit. But watching it the other way would be really cool. Yeah. Actually, don't. Don't watch it the other way because there's kind of a reveal that that would give away, but I, but then there's a different spoiler that it wouldn't have. Man, it's, it's really weird. cool. Yeah. They honestly, they did either one. You can watch Resolution the Endless, both awesome movies. Yeah, watch, but you can uh, watch them in either order. I have to watch Resolution. So yeah, the movie is called The Endless, not just Endless, but it's called The Endless. Oh, uh, 2017. Yeah. And then the movie, yeah, yeah, it's- Resolution is. Just called Resolution. Just Resolution, yeah. So it's 2017, 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, directors are Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead, which I've never seen You know anything else they've made. I I, didn't you see the VHS movie? Oh, they made VHS movie? The VHS movie? Justin Benson did. Oh, shit. Justin liked, Benson did. Oh, actually, VHS they both did. They were both in on that, nice. yeah. yeah I VHS, like the VHS Viral was them. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of their other stuff. They seem to do a lot yeah, of they, like uh, horror and his stuff yeah. yeah they do a good they do a good job but it's really good it does with like time stuff it's pretty sick yeah so. it's awesome and it's kind like of a doomsday uh, kind, like kind of love <coughs> lovecraftian yeah actually. yeah 100 like, uh i think there's even a lovecraft quote at the beginning of the movie um oh yeah 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 so i definitely man, definitely we watch those movies it's good yeah, man i i gotta watch the other one it's really good about it's got a cult aspect all types of shit highly recommend but uh we will you i'm got gonna anything else I, I my recommendation. I'm trying to find it. I got really into. I mean, a 
musician recently. Hold on. I'm trying to find the album name is what I'm looking for. Uh, it was by, oh yeah. Cause he, it was by Lonnie Liston Smith and he's, he does like funk and, um, yeah, funk mostly from like the seventies and eighties, but he did it under a bunch of different bands. So the album visions of a new world that he did with the cosmic echoes. I I've been obsessed with it. It's so nice. cool. It's great music. It's, Oh, it's just a vibe. You got to check it out. Okay. That'll be my recommendation. Fuck yeah. It's good. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind of those. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye-bye.